You are listening to the Savage Fincast, episode 78, Hootin' Zoots! Chicago. A criminal mastermind called Overlord held our city in his terrifying grip. Ordinary cops were losing the battle against Overlord's super freaks and mutants. Then, a miracle happened. When I found him, he had no memory of his past. I helped him find an identity and a life. Now we have a fighting chance. Now we have the dragon. This is the Savage Fincast, the show that ain't nothing to fuck with. My name is Jim Purcell. I'm Craig Olson. I'm Raven Perez. And we're here for our new, brand new episode where we'll, we'll, we'll be covering Savage Dragon 241. Uh, a bit of a controversial issue, I think, uh, from our rumorations offline, off, off, off air. Really? I think, I think, uh, I think we're going to have a good talk about this one. Ooh. <laughs> I've got opinions. Ooh. He's got opinions. Good. I can't wait. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're coming in hot. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is controversial. That's right. Good. Yeah, let's get in. Let's get let's get, to get our hands dirty with this one, baby. So shall we get into the news so we can get to the meat of this uh, episode? Yeah, let's, let's, have some, let's get through them. Some news and potatoes. So <laughs> for our first news item of the day. This evening, hello, good listener, out there. Just want to let you know. <laughs> exactly. My name's Storm Johnson. <laughs> Savage Dragon 245's cover dropped. Uh, the Chained Man, which you probably already saw this uh, image by the listening of this. Uh, it's been out for some while, but uh, it's still news. Hey, it's uh, making the fincast. And it's an incredibly striking cover with a fellow brand new, we've never seen him, a Canadian original, just a guy decked out in chains. And this is my favorite moment, my favorite little extra insight. Somebody mentioned Bob Marley. Bob uh, Marley? Not Bob Marley. Was it Bob The Rap? other Marley. Bob, Bob, <laughs> Bob Cratchit, right? No, no. Bob Cratchit is... Jacob. No. Jacob. Jacob Marley. <laughs> Bob Marley. <laughs> Turn your lights down low. <laughs> Open up your window curtains. <laughs> At any rate, yeah, yeah. And and Eric was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> He's like, that's a little thing. <laughs> I want to give you some love. <laughs> that's why he has got that chastity belt on. Yeah, I was going to say, this is like the most elaborate chastity device. Wouldn't it be funny, like, you know, the tone of the book? Like, wouldn't it be funny if that's what it was all about? Like, yeah, it's, it seems like it's probably a sex thing. <laughs> like, I just can't control myself, Malcolm Dragon! <laughs> Get me out of this chastity belt! <laughs> well, I love it, dude. I love this guy's look. I gotta say, he's probably the worst possible matchup with Malcolm Dragon, you could imagine. Mm. I mean, what do you uh, mean? Because I don't think any... Someone should probably tell him about the conductivity of electricity in chains. Right, yeah. the dangers involved. Oh, remember, remember when Malcolm severed that guy in half with the chain, the ugly and limited guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was his name? Codfish Kettlebone. No, 
That's a lot more important character. Thank you. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, what was that guy? Herringbone. Something Herringbone. I, I don't remember. I wasn't he was like the fat, was... ugly, unlimited guy when when they uh, they captured Dra- uh, Malcolm and they chained him up. If only the wiki was still up. Ah. <laughs> could look it up. <laughs> well, I want to say the, I, the chained man kind of reminds me of a really dumb character. Uh. Um, in the 70s, in the late 70s, there was a run of Legion of Superheroes where uh, one of their main antagonists recurring was mm-hmm. Grimbor the Chainsman, <laughs> which was some mustachio dude. Mustachio um, was really good with chains. He basically looked like uh, he basically looked like uh, the comedian from Watchmen, okay. Rick Taylor with chains. Yeah, and then he was just <laughs> so good with chains he could he could imprison Superboy. Nice. Oh yeah. boy. Yeah, he's oh. not he's not the most memorable or most impressive. But he once enwrapped the entire earth in chains and I mean, constricted all of the oxygen and nearly killed it killed us all. Wow, with but chains? All, with chains. Think of the talent required. He's a very underrated villain, I suppose. But uh but I I'll be but be honest, that's who this guy reminds me of just because of the whole chain motif. Listen to this, guys. Savage Dragon 196. Wow, the death of Herring The death of Herringbone Seed. Malcolm severs him with a chain. Anyway. No, that's good. Is this but, guy going to get fucking electrocuted is, is, is the is, thing. and that's the only notable part about him? <laughs> yeah. About Herringbone Seed? Yeah. He was the leader of the Uglies Unlimited. The leader? Kind of, yeah. Yeah, all right. Good for him. They, they weren't picky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. He was their dart. <laughs> Not Herringbone. He's but, our overlord. But honestly, Eric draws some badass chains. I mean, as we know from his spawn run. Oh, yeah, so, dude. That's what I I'm love. Saying. Like all the, like, you know, the chains Link. kind of flying out. Links, yeah. Like just, it just looks cool. Look at his head. It is like, like he's got that great, like, kind of like doom mouth. And but like his flesh is kind of like got like a like you know decaying like neck or those are liver spots you never know. But I'm gonna say this guy just looks fucking bad to the bone. I you know what I'm just gonna echo my sentiment. Please don't die. Please don't die. Please don't die. He's gonna insta die. No, live. I kind of like how he does the thing where it's like the chains are kind of like walking and he's just like this kind of limp body. Yeah, the chains kind of just move around. That was in Spawn too, wasn't it? Like, was I it Spawn? Like it. Spawn walked around on chains. Yeah, there's a, bit of, there's a bit of Spawn. There's a bit of Doc Ock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, it's a great gumbo. I'm just saying, like, if you're gonna take a little of this and a little of that, this guy's a winner in my. It's kind of funny how he's completely naked. At least looks it. <laughs> he's got a chains. Got a lock over his micro penis. <laughs> It. it really doesn't it doesn't look like he's got underwear on it's just the chains yep and the helmet he's like a man in the metal mask it's good i think he's a winner dude this cover is great it is it's it's even got the cn tower in the background so that lets you know that the book's not in chicago that's right or anywhere else <laughs> so good all right moving right along 
See, you know what? I want to say, before we go right along, it sure seems like you had some really specific info about herringbone seed. That's weird that you had that. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, did you just have that issue handy? I did not. What? I had something else handy. Huh? Did you use phone a friend and call Eric? No. Do you have Gavin on text at speed dial? Gavin is the chained man in my house. <laughs> Bring out the gimp. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll let James kind of kick this one off. What's the source of your knowledge? James. <laughs> what is this? My bit? I thought this was It yours. is. No, it's yours. Oh. Well, it seems like Craig was very knowledgeable. How? How? How am I supposed to know? Don't put me on the spot like this. Um, it wasn't magic. So the good news is, after our long, dark national nightmare is finally over, the Savage Dragon Wiki has returned in its full-on glory. Better than ever. Better than ever. Imp- new and improved. Uh, and we can all thank... Stefan. Stefan. Uh, Stefan. Uh, Stefan. Stefan Kalshid, or yeah. I don't know how you pronounce his last name. We just call him Stefan K around these parts. Sure. Stefan Darkside. Stefan Wolf. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's done all this work. And then for Christmas-ish, he presents us the newly restored wiki. We can finally update it. Far more easily than we did before, even on the old version. Right. Apparently, uh, we've switched over to WordPress, which is apparently a lot easier to work with than whatever archaic thing. Uh, it's directly, it's kind of part of the Savage Dragon website, or you yep. can link yes, to it's, it. It's basically integrated into SavageDragon.com now. It's uh, it's in the same place where the archived wiki was, where if you go to SavageDragon.com and go to resources, it'll be under that that heading. Um, it just looks cleaner, looks neater, uh, and it's constantly it just looks being, great. Constantly being updated. We got a whole team of volunteers just going through the whole thing to make it look as good and as detailed as possible. The cool thing I, I like about it is that it kind of keeps the feel of the old one. So if you're used to the old one, it it pretty much has the same setup, but it just looks a lot cleaner. Yeah, um, I, I haven't used it much since it came back, but I was. Uh, impressed with that it had everything the previous one did plus some more yeah he basically took the previous one and, and just sa- we saved all the data and, yeah. and well, it's got I, everything it's got everything well, you, that the old one had you say it like that more. I get the sense that the transfer wasn't the smoothest or the no, easiest oh no it involved it a, lot a lot of very of, meticulous copy and pasting it took a lot of work but I, what I'm trying to say is that everything that was in the old one is in the new one we didn't lose anything nothing right? was lost yeah. yeah and it's basically all as you remember it only better looking and allow me to just I want to say it on air I've typed it out many times I'm going to say it on air that was a fucking incredible feat yeah to pull that wiki from its like dying shell and put it into the new WordPress format, an incredible amount of work. Yep. Not only did he time it to where it was released as a Christmas gift, but then here we are on this date that we're recording this, 
I like stuff like this. It's like Savage Dragon itself. You can put a little time stamp on this moment in time. He also just fathered a son this day? That's true. Congratulations, Stefan. Welcome to the world, Buster K. I'm kidding. His, his kid's not named Buster. <laughs> Felix. Felix? Yes. That's... I'm just saying... Absolutely commendable amount of effort given the time frame, like just yeah. everything that's going on, just our hats off. Good lord, dude. I told him it was pretty it was a pretty funny coincidence because the original wiki when I was working on it with Gavin, mm-hmm. my firstborn was just born. And I was doing a lot of work with her in one hand napping and like one handedly like typing and moving <laughs> things around and stuff like that. And the crazy thing is now my daughter is eight years old. So it's like it's just time flies. Whoa. And she's also named Felix, too, right? Yes. Yes. Oh, Felix. Alexa. <laughs> Our Alexa gets screwed up all the time. <laughs> Felixa. Yes, father. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But gosh. Uh, it, it's yeah, it definitely is is a very you know great site. You know, it's just good news all around, and especially with our podcast too, it really helps to have the wiki. I know it helps Eric tremendously, and Gavin. There's just so many characters in this book that to have this resource is great because I mean. 150 issues whatever 200 issues go by you you it's it's hard to retain all this knowledge so you know it, it's kind of fun to look back and, and kind of be like oh yeah i remember that like like one of the things it was funny that we were talking about like i brought up that uh herringbone seed guy and the reason i did was because i just updated the uglies unlimited group page so their group profile didn't have any history and I was I was thinking to myself like what happened to those guys I couldn't remember for the life of me if that like was ever like a closed story or anything like that if if that kind of just came to an abrupt end and it actually did kind of close out pretty nicely and I forgot all about it so it kind of forced me to go through read through some issues and and do a write up and and yeah the the uglies unlimited aren't around anymore and and, and the story came to kind of a neat end. But I forgot all about it. Yeah, I'm forgetting it. Like, even now as you mention it, I'm like, ooh, just say what it is. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, that's cool. I like it, dude. I'm very thankful to see it back. Definitely. I used it a lot <laughs> for, like, games and trivia and stuff. Yeah, I mean, it is even good whenever we podcast just to go back and be like, oh, yeah, what happened? Or, you know, be able to read an issue summary or, you know, a profile. It's great. Yeah, it's awesome. I'm super happy it's back and proud of you, Stefan, for your like fucking tremendous amount of work. Can, can like, I also say? Sorry, not go ahead. I don't no, wanna, that's it, dude. The one one thing is I gotta commend the whole like Savage Dragon fan community because I feel like you know we're not a huge community, but we all step in and do our part. Whether it's you know I was doing a podcast, Stefan kind of taking the huge undertaking of revamping the wiki. Whether it's uh, uh, Simon Millett doing, you know, the Dragon Fan Facebook group, mm-hmm. or Benny Hassa that's done a lot of the the edits and profiles on the wiki, whatever it is, or, or the guys that do the backups, you know, you, you know, Raven, you've, you've 
contributed a backup. <laughs> you know, just volunteering a lot of time because we love this book so much. Um, it's really cool. It's a cool little community. Even what's funny is I'll see Savage Dragon related stuff and you'll see people saying dumb shit in the comments like, Whoa, they still make that book or yeah, Savage yeah. Dragon's porn now. And I'll look in the comments and they'll be like Mark Welzer right there being like, No, it's not. If you yeah. read it if you read it, it's not. Yeah. If you, and and I'm just like, that's so awesome. It is. Because and it's it, like I see someone and I know them. <laughs> Guys like uh, Russ Burlingame who make it a point to to do the you know the the dragon kind of interview article for comicbook.com every month. Yeah, um, and I love it, dude, because you'll learn new stuff and get new insights and in that. Yeah, like, it's handy. I mean, guys like Michelle Fife that are always pushing Larson's work and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. no, it's just it, there's 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 a nice it's a nice group. It's cool to see. Yeah, not like that dreadful Batman community. I'm, <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I just picked the name out of the hat, you know. <laughs> not like those Batman fans. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't I didn't mean to lower the tone. Anyway, that was that. But uh, oh, and some of the th- you know other things like I mean, guys, keep an eye out on the wiki. Uh, we've had conversations about adding other things like uh, uh kind of like we have profiles of characters and groups. We're talking about you I know we've I want, talked. I want, to... I want profiles on like items like yeah, that's what we've talked about. We were actually talking about that today. Appearances yep. of Thor's hammer or the flying yep. car. Yep. I, and and I, my I was kind of laughing because I was like I want to do one just on the power glove just so, just so I can see how many issues that thing has appeared in, yeah, dude, um, and how many different people have actually held it, <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah, it's pretty yeah. amazing. Uh, and then you know even locations like Dimension X and the Danger Zone and God World. There's so many different places that mm-hmm. it would it would be nice to have a little write up on each. Like and it's funny because even as like a reader, your mind does drift because you just forget because so much time has passed. But it's like I do wonder, like, where is the Martian shrink ray? Like, you know, where where are those rocket shoes? You know, the rocket shoes incident. Yeah, I just I want to know this stuff sometimes. Like, I just think about it. <laughs> yep, I'm pretty yep. sure the yep. rocket shoes were a one-time thing. I thought they showed up a few times. Appearances could... of Santa's oh. sleigh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> believe it or not it's good the easter bunny what's funny is you could even technically close out the easter bunny and santa claus how's that we we saw their end dark killed them (laughs) they they were on the wall they they were on the wall of heads (laughs) so it's kind of funny because it's like that's the kind of stuff that like yeah dude i'd love to see that kind of stuff in the wiki uh, yeah, uh, the funny thing is, if you look on the wiki on the Easter Bunny, death issue number 215, he's <laughs> later decapitated by Dart and has his head mounted on the wall. Already ahead of the sea. Same thing with Santa. <laughs> I love you, bros. Ahead of the game. <laughs> I made an off-the-cuff joke, and you've already done it. Yep. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's dedication. That's hashtag passion, baby. Love it. I think uh, I think we got one last item to close this out, don't we? 
Craig? Craig. Uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so organized. Last item. The juice is loose. So we've got a new web series coming uh, by um, longtime Savage Dragon backup uh, alum. Super fan. Uh, super fan Scott James, who we've had a, a couple of times on our podcast. Super cool guy. Um, he's writing, drawing, and coloring uh, Juice Man. Um, and with that, he's also having the Savage Dragon letter of Farron Delgado uh, letter his comic. And Gavin Higginbotham, who's also the editor of Savage Dragon, will be editing his comic as well. And you can find his webcomic on Tapas. Yep. Which I think it's just tapas.io. Yeah, and then you can do. io and then slash Scott James 21. Or I'm sure if you just go to tapas.io, you could probably do a search for Juiceman or something. If, oh, yeah. Um, but he's got the cover and one, two, three pages up. It's very if you like his backups and if you like Savage Dragon, you'll love his stuff. It looks like it's very much in the vein of Savage Dragon because a James's style is very close to Eric's, and b with Farron's lettering, it you know it's just great. Also, so, Juice Man is a very big man. Yeah, very, very muscle, big fists. Oh yep. yeah, I mean if I'm, you like if you like that Savage Dragon energy. You're, you're I put a post up and someone immediately commented and was like, wow, this guy's definitely channeling Larson. And I was like, that's that's high praise. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. So uh seems like fun first. I, I guess he says it's going to be about a page a week. Yeah. Uh, you can subscribe and get updates on the new pages posted. But uh it's cool and it's free. So uh guys should go check that out. Um there's also a link on the Eric Larson Savage Dragon fan group on Facebook. So if you're a member of that face group, uh, public group, then you can uh, you can check it out there too. Very proud of you, Scott. He was talking about doing this for a hot minute, and finally the time has come, and it looks beautiful. So yeah, that cover's got like the the cool kind of Marvel like. 70s 80s vibe <laughs> i like good. it it's good, good. stuff and, Got the little and comic we know code. yeah Farron's lettering just makes everything pop mm-hmm. oh it looks good looks super pro yep it really does proud of you scott proud of you man all right so we got a we got a little section here. It's a little bit uh, different than what we normally do. Uh, not a game, not a interesting topic. Uh, just sort of in lieu, because we're going to have do a little bit of a look back next FinCast uh, at like 2018. However, we just wanted a little bit of time to prepare that and have it be a little bit better. So this time, what we thought we would bring is a little like almost editorial piece. We're just going to go around... And have each of us say, just sort of as we go into the new year, sort of a a look back at what we'd like to see less of and a look forward at what we would like to see more of in the book. And these are just our pure opinions. This is not anything. This is sort of just like a wish, like what what we would want, 
you know, nothing like you know, hard criticism or analysis or anything. So, um, yeah, that's what this section is. And uh, who would like to go first? Uh, not me. I demand only one thing in the new year. Oh. <laughs> the return of the seeker. <laughs> again, again. <laughs> Give me more, Eric. Come on. You know there's more. I'm amazed you didn't say Neutron Bob. Always Neutron Bob, but I'm more pissed about the Seeker right now. So you would actually legitimately burn your monkey's paw wish on more Seeker? Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, remember, we're, we're just doing sort of a what you would like here. So why don't you elaborate? Like, what are you wanting? What would you, what would, if you got this wish, what would satisfy you? You want an origin? Do you want to, like, what 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 would be your hopes? For I that? would like an explanation of like where he came from. Is he a robot? Is he just one of? Is he just one of Cyberface's goons that has just been a muck this entire time? Mm-hmm. I feel like I just feel like there's more to it. I don't think he's anyone. I don't any. I don't think he's anyone. I think he's mm-hmm. just a rando. Mm-hmm. But I think his motivations are just too too ill-defined to be, you know, to have been a satisfying mystery at all. Okay. He just, he just, he left us hanging. You, you gotta give us something. Just because he's, just because he blew up and had a lot of blood on the ground doesn't mean he's dead. That would be a great fake out. I mean, if, if he just if like, he's, if he's a robot or a cyborg or something, it could mean anything. And we, right. we got introduced to that whole idea of like, whatever this Canadian, uh, shield whatever that Malcolm was working with. There could be mm-hmm. a whole thing there to get into. Okay. Malcolm even made the point to be like, I'm not my father. I'm a different guy. All right. There could be like a good twist where he's like, you know, he's like, Beep boop. <laughs> update. You know, <laughs> <laughs> what? If he was a robot, he could be like, uh, Beep boop, update. Must destroy <laughs> Malcolm. <laughs> <laughs> I just like I just think there's there could be more to it. I don't know if we're gonna get it this year though. Maybe another hundred issues. <laughs> That's but fine. I would I would just like to get more. Okay. That's my that's what I want. Now, let me ask you, since you're talking, do you have your what you would like to see less of locked and loaded? I never want to see less of anything. There's nothing at all. Not really. Whatever Eric wants to do. His way. Just have at it. Huh. Less rape, I guess. Okay, there it is. I didn't get something. Really less troubling sexual assault. If you're going to uh-huh. do it, do something uh, more... I don't know. I don't know. I think it's somewhat... Did we talk about this on air last time? We didn't. Oh, no. This was I all this is almost jumping into I think potentially your hot button topic you wanted to discuss. We didn't talk about it. No. Oh, it's not okay. it's not been there. So say what you want to say. So this might be coming out out of nowhere for the audience, but uh yeah. I feel a little bit that sexual assault has been too easy of a of a go-to especially mm-hmm. towards w- the women characters in this book. And as while, of late or overall? Uh, at mostly as of late. 
Okay. Yeah, with like Rapture and yeah, basically ever since they went to Dimension X, really. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the last time with uh with Alex and Jennifer and and uh, Angel. Um, yeah, Raptures. What were they? The Broody Boys, or yeah, they they were pretty rapey. They were rapey. Yep. And the Demonoids were also pretty rapey. Oh yeah. So it's just you can do rape stories, you can do sexual assault stories, but it, it just as a as a like a threat in a superhero comic, even a mature one, I think uh-huh. you got to be real careful with it. And I just think it may have been going to that well one too many times. Do you think, um, let me ask you, are you framing this in a way that you uh, would like to see it go away entirely? Or would you like to see it approached with more uh, tact and a different kind of a, approach? Like less like a, just a, a threat of a monster being there to rape you? and more Basically of a... less of a just a generic threat, I guess. Okay. And just if you're gonna, yeah, you know, it just and more. If you're gonna do it, you got to deal more with the like the fallout. We'll get into it in in, in two forty one. I think. What's okay. Going, I think what's going on with uh, Maxine is mo- is mostly working. Okay. Because we're definitely seeing her at her most vulnerable. Uh huh. But a lot of fallout. I, th- this I think I think it get, gets he's gonna get glossed over that Horridus didn't have a great experience either, but she's not a main character, so we're not really gonna see how it affected her. So. Right. So I don't know. Well, Jim, maybe Eric is... will surprise me, and we we'll, we will get you know that story. But I I don't. It just it's just one of those things that's just been in the book, which I don't mind the sex in general, and I don't mind the violence, but sexual violence is like different. Sure. And I, th- and I think it can be handled right, and it can have its moments, but I think it's just been too pervasive as a. Since the sex got introduced, it becoming mm-hmm. part of the threat, you know, the mm-hmm. danger in the violence in the violent moments, it just I don't know, it doesn't almost doesn't quite sit right with me overall. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. Well, that's fine. Like I said, uh, I'm not going to even say any words to for or against it because this is your time to shine. You're saying what you do and do not like, so right on, brother. Um, let me see if there was anything else that we wanted to know on that. Uh, if it was like to, so you did, you said you didn't want to see it go away. Maybe just handle a little bit more. All right. Uh, blah, 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 blah. All right. I don't know. Is there anything else you want to add to that? Or are you feeling good no, with what you said? I mean, that's basically it. All right. Cool, man. To be honest, overall things are generally where I want them. Kicking ass. Nice. Sweet. Craig, you uh, more Captain Tootsie, I suppose. <laughs> nope, nope. But, but, you can't, mm-hmm. can't have the Seeker and Captain Tootsie. You get one. You get one or the other. If you had to choose right now, who would you choose? They're they're hanging over a cliff. The Seeker. Well, he can fly, so you wasted it. You just let Tootsie die for nothing. <laughs> the, seeker, the Seeker can fly. <laughs> you chose poorly. Uh, we killed Captain Tootsie. We haven't even reviewed the issue, and he's fallen off a cliff to his doom. All right, so, Raven, you you like you like uh, pushing me. So what do you, what do you want to see in the new year? In the new year, you know what I would like to see. Uh, I would like to see. I uh, think we've done a lot narratively of just sort of life as it comes, and I would like to see. Um, some arcs, maybe just just not. They don't even have to be big arcs. Um, you know how the book had for a minute uh, stuff like uh, 
on the cover even, like Dragon Wars. And there was other arcs like that, like uh, like the Kerr arc. You yep. know, um, I think I don't like one more than the other. I like when it's just life as it comes. And I like when because it's really unpredictable. Right. I think when you do an arc, you are kind of trapped in an arc in a way like you don't get to quite do as much life as it comes to you kind of storytelling. And I like that stuff. So I'm not criticizing that at all. Uh, I guess what I would like to see, though, maybe in the new year would be cool for me is I would just like to see an arc or two, even if it's just like two issues, like a little two issue arc. Yeah. Where it could be like, oh, you know, here's two issues of like this happening or here's two issues of that happening. That would be cool. That would be just fine with me. Like what if like, okay, for instance, all right, to give you a great like to be a little more clearly defined about this. All right. So Scourge, when he shows up now with the life as it comes to you sort of approach, he just sort of shows up and he's part of the story because that's life. You know, everybody's lives are all going on at the same time, and Scourge just shows up because he was there during the battle, right? Right. You know, it'd be cool in this new year is to see, like, you know, two issues dedicated to, like, Scourge sets up a threat and the heroes knock it down. Something like that. A little more tightly defined. Like yeah, yeah, I get that. Middle and, end. and not because I... And it's funny, it's not coming from a place of dislike. I super love like what's going on in the book now because I never know what the hell's going on just to change your pace that's all more than anything just to sort of shake it up because the book was doing it for a long time and then the book sort of quit doing it and I guess it'd be cool just to see like if he did arcs now what would he do like with the cast and the new setting I mean you like, can you can do an arc without really like telling you it's an arc but I'd like to see it like defined in like a way. Part one, part two, conclusion. Well, just, yeah, you don't even have to see like part one, part two. But like in a way, like this demonoid attack was a good little arc, right? Because it was like a like two the, issue thing. Bingo, and and that's kind of what I'm saying is like, but like you know, maybe make it a little more like tightly defined. Like it just is like this one's just about the demonoids. Like Scourge doesn't show up, like because we're giving the demonoids their time to shine. Mm. So, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I'm stupid. Maybe that's fucking shitty. <laughs> so, you're saying keep the villains compartmentalized. Um, I think it would... You know what I think it would help? Uh, I think it would help Malcolm's uh, rogues gallery uh, shine a little bit. Hmm. Uh, because I think that right now, Malcolm's rogues gallery, although it's growing and it's cool to see it grow... Um, I think it's uh, his rogues gallery is weaker than dragons. Uh, yeah, you could say that. And I think that if there were some arcs, you could really give those rogues time to shine. I agree. Yeah. Because um, then they could be a real threat instead of just showing up and getting knocked out in an issue. Right. Um, they could show up and they could even get knocked out in like three issues or two issues. But like I said, it would give them a chance to be a threat. Well, it's wrestling booking, you see. You get your yep. bad guy, beats the good guy, <laughs> and then they have their rubber match where one could win and the other might win. And then you have your conclusive final battle where the good guy triumphs over evil. And I'm okay with Rule that. Rule three. But I, I feel like a lot of the current Malcolm is well, since Malcolm's had the book, most of his fights against bad guys 
besides like demonoids and stuff, I feel like I've been kind of one and done in the same issue. Yep. And I miss if you look at the first forty issues of Savage Dragon, I mean, he would be fighting Overlord over five issues and the Fiend over five issues or yep. whatever it, it would be set up and then three issues would go by with nothing and then finally something would happen, you know, and I miss the setups that he yep. used to do where it used to give you a little hint on a page that something was going to happen or there'd be a little splash page of somebody talking to somebody or something and you wouldn't he wouldn't go back to it for three pages or something like I have three issues or something to that effect. I miss and I, that. And I think arcs kind of can help with that. Like I think they kind of can help solidify things in people's minds. Like when people are like, "Oh, remember, you know, the savage world or oh, remember, you know, when Kerr attacked or oh, remember and like people have all those memories. And I think like with Malcolm, uh, it's a lot harder to pin that down just because there's not been arcs. And I I think a few arcs would help, like just it helps solidify sort of better rogues. And I think it would help solidify more moments in people's minds. Like I said, maybe I'm wrong, but that's what I was thinking. I've been thinking it for like maybe, I don't know, a month or two. I was like, you know, I'm ready for a good arc. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and as for what I would like to see less of, uh, that's hard because I'm super fucking digging everything. Oh boy, what would I like to see less of? Oh shit! Come on, give <laughs> your interview answer. Less shit. Less, <laughs> less shit. Um, what was my interview answer? What are you talking about? Interview answer. Yes. What's your biggest weakness? I'm too good at my job. <laughs> what do you want to see less than Savage Dragon? I want to see less. Uh, you know what I would like to mediocre see? Mediocre shit. <laughs> I would like to see less. Uh, oh, man, it ties to that ties too closely into arcs. I guess I would like to see less villains, uh, generic villains, more, yeah. more, more unique. Villains. Stole my answer. Oh, shit. I'm sorry, dude. I was right. a stolen answer. It was only corroboration. Uh, <laughs> collab. You both yeah. can own it. Yep, less generic villains. Like, um, and what's funny is I didn't even think of the. I still think the demonoids. I stand by what I said. Is I think that they're interesting, and I think that there was cool like potential for things. But um, Basilisk was a really cool like villain. Right, but he was and only I would, appeared in one issue. Yeah, he should have yeah. been set up. It should have been more behind him. He was named, yeah. but he was ultimately just one of the randos. Yeah, in the end, where he died as soon as he appeared. And I would really, I guess that's what I'd like to see less of, is less throwaway villains. There you go. Okay, cool. Whew, thanks. Whew, we made it. <laughs> I mean, who who have been our recent villains? Uh, a Rapture? Rapture Norm, really Norm Spiegelman. Norm Spiegelman. <laughs> he was. Yeah. Well, he's another guy who we'd only learned his, of him. I know. The, the issue he died. And I would have loved for him to be revealed the, and continue to be a threat. The sex bots, the sex bots are the most interesting part about him because yeah. they, are, they are recurring. Yeah, uh, who's the guy that uh, phased through people? Uh, oh, him. Yeah, I liked name? him. I liked his visual. He was gone in an issue. Curmudgeon. He's out there. He's out somewhere. there, curmudgeon. Kamudgeon is out there. Is this, does he have a wiki entry yet? What's he called? What's his real name? Blort. 
<laughs> which Realm. guy is which who are you talking about Come on, remember Jim. the dude that made wolverine claws and he escaped down the sewer drain oh yeah yeah he's in here he's gotta be he's gotta have a real name Oh yeah, no, it's not Cumudgeon. Muddy <laughs> was... Mud Skipper. The Wraith is what I'm thinking of. But... The Wraith, yeah. Like, give the Wraith a brother. You know what I mean? Like, he's got a big brother. I kill you, Malcolm Dragon. Well, well, he at least had like a whole origin story before he fucking died. He, he did. He he, he he was he was a man scorned, I believe. Or, well, he he got molested. Right. Sexual violence, Jim. Sorry. Ah, yeah, he got molested and he was getting revenge on the coach, but he killed a few cops in the process. Malcolm went down with it. See, that's a character that really should have stuck around. The guys, the guy's name was Sludge, and he's in the wiki. Oh, is that all Sludge? Really? <laughs> <laughs> can Savage change Dragon the shape. Two twenty nine can change the shape of his body at will and be is similar to that of clay. So I guess he is not made of cum. As we, pro- as we posit, po- po- posited, that's it unfortunate. Have, it could have been C-Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, that's it. Yeah, that's my thing. Craig, uh, how you feeling? You ready, to, you ready to step up to the plate? I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. I get a list. I'm with you. I want to see less generic guys, less ant menaces. Unlike you, I want less demonoids, less bully boys, less ugly unlimited. I want more unique villains. I want guys that dress up in villain costumes. Cool costumes. I don't, I don't want abomination guys in jeans and whatever. Oh, I love super people in t-shirts. I, I yeah, I know, but I I I miss. I really miss the Eric Larson '90s villain, like just straight up crazy, wacky looking outfits. Yeah, out, an, out, an outfit fully formed out of Johnny Redbeard's hand. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm, I'm with you. Total package. I want to see more Hellraiser and Cutthroat guys. Yeah. You know, I'm with you. I, that's what I like. Um, I think, you know, one thing I would like to see, and I don't know if it's possible anymore because I don't know if he's got the villains to do it, but I feel like the one thing that Eric has not touched on on the superhero comic book trope is like the Sinister Six type supervillain group. I mean, like yeah, you got that's... the vicious circle, yeah. but like I want to see like three or four or six major baddies the team Superman up that revenge squad of dragon yeah the greatest like, hits yeah and i think i think it kind of you know we kind of missed the boat with that on dragon and maybe malcolm there hasn't been enough characters around long enough but and i don't know who's even around anymore i mean guys i can think of that are big baddies that are still around are just like dart and now we got scourge and maybe thor's around but there's really not that available anymore so i'm not sh- I'm not sure how you'd really pull it off, but I feel like that's one trope that we have never seen in Dragon that I'm surprised we haven't seen. That's a good point. You get the Seeker, and you get Chart, and you get uh, <laughs> Scourge, Sludge, and uh, what's her name? Who's also a Sludge monster? Uh, Funk. Funk. Brenda She's Funk. dead. She is dead. Brenda Funk. I thought decapitated. She, uh, yeah, but she was. Oh, she did. She lose her powers and get decapitated. Man, I, I, mean, I guess I should check the wiki. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You drew I, it, right? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say she got decapitated in my backup. Oh, if it's that's canon, right? I, I didn't, think, <laughs> but I thought she was a sludge monster. I didn't think she could die. Uh, I guess that's what did it, <laughs> because she, when she got decapitated, her head was just on the ground, Cor- and he kicked he kicked it into the sewers. Speaking of sludge monsters, there's all those kids in prison that have not come back yet. Yeah, dude. Of course, they're all in Chicago, so. Yeah. You're talking about the Vicious Circle kids? Yeah. Junior, the Junior Vicious Circle League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get those kids out of prison. I mean, I, I guess technically you could probably, you know, it's comic book, so people can come back to life all the time. So someone oh, like yeah. Cyberface could come back to life or something like oh, that. But Eric doesn't do that. Well, Except I mean, if you want to do people. like a bunch of big baddies in an arc with like, you know, a bunch of guys, I don't know. It, whatever it is. Whatever I'm just it is. Being silly about you, it. You but. just want you just want the rogue, you just want the greatest hits. Yeah. I think it'd be cool. Death. <laughs> just uh I think it would be neat. Even if one or two I mean two or three uh big baddies teamed up would be kinda neat. You're, you're right. Point. It is funny that we've gone almost two hundred and fifty issues and there really hasn't been like a league of evil like with like greatest hits. Yeah, like style like oh, all my worst foes united against me. Yeah, yeah. All these footnotes in my life. <laughs> What's your name again? Yeah, let me go to the wiki. <laughs> yeah, you think Savage Dragon has his own wiki in the universe? <laughs> I guarantee. Malcolm it. has to reference once in a while. <laughs> That'd be pretty hurtful to the villain. Like Malcolm gets on his phone before the fight. Hold on. Oh, oh shit, Sludge! <laughs> <laughs> I've been calling you Cumudgeon all this time. <laughs> I think yeah, um, just uh, not to linger on too long. Other things I'd like to see is uh, more backups that tie in with the the comic. I like and, that. You know what? I mean, I, I'm fine. Night Watchmen's great, but you know, I'd almost rather see uh, if they're going to do like a Golden Age type comic, do one of like the Liberty League or something. And I get a lot of those strips have already been done and they're just being recolored, so mm-hmm. that makes sense. And you know. When you're asking people to do backups, you're usually asking for people to volunteer their time. So it might be difficult, but um, I would definitely. And and I know Eric says a lot of people flake out where they promise stuff and they don't deliver. So right. But I would definitely like to see more. Like you know, uh, Mark Welser did. Uh, uh, what was it? Brute was it brute force? Yeah, no, mm-hmm. not brute force. Was it? Yeah, it was brute force. Yeah, right? it was brute force. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing more of that stuff, more Freak Force, Super Patriot. I mean, hell, how, how cool would it be if someone did like a Captain Tootsie backup that was done in like a similar style? Well, here, well, we'll get into it later. Right my mouth. We'll get into that later, but they really probably should have done something like that. This issue. Yeah. yeah. Technically, or at the those ver- comics were public domain. They could have. Well, they could. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. probably should have reprinted a couple of them. So that people would get a better feel get, for the character. Get it, yeah. That's but, a great idea. We'll, we'll get into that when we can talk about the issue. Whoa, yeah. Jim. What? That's a home run, dude. That that would have been really a killer extra. Yeah, because there are like one-page, you know, Captain Tootsie strips. Um, Whoa. Good job, dude. Um, And then lastly, uh, kind of hit on this. Uh, with, well, you hit on like the longer term villains. I'd also want to see 
a follow-up on some things. I mean, are we ever going to learn about the Johnson twins or, or see more? No, Craig, I'm sorry. Why is there nothing <laughs> to know? ugly. That's all it is. He's hideous. It's yeah. not. Some people are born like that. Stop <laughs> thinking he's a chosen one. But the other one's beautiful. Don't you think there's something to it? No. Yeah, and it's when, when Dragon... You ever, didn't you ever Dragon see the movie Twins? Was... <laughs> sometimes you're Schwarzenegger and sometimes you're Danny DeVito. It's just but come on, Dragon was in William Johnson's body at the time. Coincidence. <laughs> I, 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 see... I, I understand it's your seeker, but I don't see I don't see it ever actually being anything. Wow. I that's you know, from the man that he burned his monkey paw wish on the seeker, I'm impressed. That you're really <laughs> shitting on those Johnson twins. <laughs> they're both going to bang a Janie, and they're all going to live happily ever after. <laughs> bang a Janie, I love it. <laughs> I want to find it's... out the Janie twins both got the memories of each other when the, when the, when the timelines collapsed. I'm sure they did. Because that's got to be weird. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Yeah, man. Because now weird. they're really identical because they got all the same memories. Good point. Never see that covered in the book now, will we? <laughs> we just mind, dude. Don't lose hope. Last thing I want to say. Last thing. I promise. Okay. I want to see more Thunderhead action. Not Kevin <laughs> Gorlick in a Mr. Rogers sweater. <laughs> I want Thunderhead Raven Perez style. <laughs> Bru- the Bruticus. I want him yes. nerdier and nerdier as time goes on. He's domesticated, he Craig. It's too late. <laughs> once you once you go May, you go all the way. <laughs> That's what they say, anyway. <laughs> yeah, dude, he's too domesticated. He's a he's a father now. It, it yeah. is kind of weird that he does how skinny he looks in a suit, but he still buffs up whenever he's not. I wonder. I wonder if that's his electrical powers. What's funny is he like runs away from danger and everything. Like he's out. <laughs> well, he doesn't have a healing factor. I, yeah, I'd but run he can away still too. fight. He's still strong and electrical. Uh, he went one on one with Malcolm. Back yeah, in the day. everyone around Malcolm gets their head punched off or they get cut in half. I would not want to be involved either. Mm. I just got to say, I'm with you, Craig. Although I don't think it's going to happen because, like I said, I think he's domesticated. Yeah, you're probably right. It's working for him. You know what I mean? Clearly. He's getting the trim on the regular. How much of a fake out was that? I mean, what did, was that issue two hundred? What? With your your backup story, Raven. Sorry, you guys can't read my mind. <laughs> no, I forgot for a minute. You're not in my head reading my mind. <laughs> uh, my backup was two twenty five. So between two twenty five and two forty one, we went from. Thunderhead thinking that he might have a relationship with Angel to like having a kid with uh, Maxine's mom. (laughs) Total fake out. I thought for sure. Yeah. And uh, here's a little insider baseball. It's not a secret or anything, but it's like in the in the script it said they're talking. You can really see they're flirty and get and hitting it off. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit! Like as I'm drawing that. (laughs) As I'm drawing that, I'm like, oh, man, I'm drawing the beginning of a relationship. This is so cool. Like, I was really like, oh, wow. And it didn't go anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> you hooked up with Maxine's mom. No, I actually kind of love that fake out because I never would have seen that shit coming in a million years, dude. I don't think anybody did. I don't think a year before that we're like, he's probably going to bang her mom. And they had a normal baby on top of all of that. Yeah. Like like the like the skull face lineage cut off. <laughs> no more invisible skins. Nope. I don't know. I'm just saying that's I never would have seen that shit coming in a million years, dude. All right. I gotta say one thing. Kev, Kevin never considering just taking freak out himself. He's comfortable as he is. Yeah. yeah, he gets all the chicks. Yeah. Chick magnet. They don't like the, Chicks love that no-nose look. You gotta think, dude. I think you would be pretty fucking popular if you just were like a giant blue skull dude. Yeah. I don't I don't think like like just like it's portrayed in the comic, like I think you'd have a hard time getting employment. I think you'd be pretty popular in every other way in your life. It's yeah. not a not a shitty way to look. In a universe where people look like fucking cum monsters. Right. <laughs> it's way, there's way worse things that can happen to you, so still want to know how those little lightning bolts formed on his skull. <laughs> Didn't that I think we've asked that in an interview. Isn't that a uh, <laughs> isn't that a hey, like, don't worry uh, about it. Comics. <laughs> ah, don't worry about it, kid. <laughs> So yeah, dude, it's good. Good answers. Uh, awesome parts. Awesome, awesome parts. What the fuck am I talking about? Awesome answers. Like cool, good stuff all around. Um, shall we hop into meat and potatoes then? I think we should. What say you guys? Let's do it. Oh, Malcolm, don't hurt him, please. Dude, this cover is so great. It is fantastic. I do enjoy it. I didn't know it was an homage to uh, Herb Trimpe. Wait. Until Eric uh, posted it. Wait, wait, like, like way back or like recently? What? When when did Eric post it? Uh, a while back. Okay. Because I have I, you seen I, it? I mean, I I knew, I caught it right away. I didn't oh, catch you, it. you knew that cover? I, I, oh, yeah. That cover's iconic. It gets reprinted That's the, all the first time. appearance of Doc Samson, right? Yeah, I, guess thrown, I mean, I've seen it many times. I don't own the issue. Uh, I've never seen it before. I've seen that cover many a time. I've never seen that before, and I had no idea. And I was like, man, I love the way that Malcolm is posed in it. It's so great. And it's like, ah, because a goddamn master is the one that... <laughs> That uh, you know, set that originally drew it. I mean, not that it sounds weird saying it like that, but it was just like you just don't appreciate the old, the old guard and how good they are. I mean, we we talked off air about how good Eric's poses are and how he can set up a great cover, but uh, this Herb Trimpe inspired cover, man, it's just it's so much power in it. The way he's grabbing Malcolm's arm. Yep. And this is an awesome Easter egg. Remember, if you will, look in the cracks at Malcolm's feet. At his right foot, it says "After Trimp." Yep. Oh yeah, yeah, that's great. Yep, so cool. This is a great. Cover. Yeah, I really, really love Malcolm's pose in it, which was Doc Sampson's pose. But it just—he just looks like his arms getting crushed. <laughs> 
So good. Well, Malcolm is standing in for the Hulk. Yeah. Yeah. And yep. then Doc Samson is uh, Captain Tootsie. Which Captain Tootsie uh, was the inspiration for Doc Samson's well, his, costume. Well, his costume design. Yeah, his costume. It's which, funny. It's a good costume. Isn't that weird? No, it's a t-shirt. Yeah, and jeans. <laughs> but like right. buc- buccaneer boots. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of characters kind of look like that in the, in the Golden Age. Wasn't it the Tom Strong look as well? Yeah, that's where Tom Strong gets his look. Yep. Um, specifically, he gets his look from a character named uh, uh, Doc Strange. Not that Doc Strange. Uh, Doc Strange was kind of a Doc Savage knockoff. Okay. I was going to say, I thought that Tom Strong was a Doc Savage ripoff. He is, but he's like secondhand in some ways. Uh, oh, other, um, like Captain Triumph also has a similar look, and uh, it was just fairly popular to kind of have that kind of t-shirt jeans look with your mm-hmm. uh, with your muscle men. Can you imagine someone's gripping your fucking arm so hard that you're like, oh, like down on one leg, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's so good. I, I do for the listeners who aren't familiar, like I wasn't. Uh, the the issue we're talking about was Incredible Hulk 141. Uh, so Google that if if you haven't seen it, but that's what the cover that's what 241 is based on, and it's pretty crazy that you know it's 141 and we're at 241. It's a weird little coincidence there. No, no, and Eric he always has that numerology thing going on. Yeah, where he's always like, oh, you know, Fantastic Four. On issue two thirty, they were doing this, so when I'm two thirty, I can do this. Like he's always got some kind of crazy like connection to something. Um, yeah, like what was it like the Captain Marvel connection? There's like a Captain Marvel. Like didn't CC Beck also design Captain Tootsie? Yeah. Yes, I think so. Yeah. yeah. That was that. Yeah, that's a thing. It's there's a helpful blurb. Don't skip the letters column ever in an issue of Savage Dragon. There's a really helpful blurb where Eric spells all this shit out. Yep. And even the line where one of the secret legions says, oh, is he a Venetian? Like, Captain uh, Tootsie went to Venus and fought yeah. aliens. So, I, of course, I assume that. So, yeah, of course, and, they would say that. In Eric's little kind of soapbox in, in the letters page, he gives a link to a website that has a bunch of... Uh, Golden Age comics that you can actually read the issue one and two of uh, Tootsie, Captain Tootsie. I also thought it was a funny, uh, it was a really, because I'm glad, like I said, I almost didn't read it before we did the FinCast, but like, it's a really funny observation to think that because Captain Tootsie was a commercial, he was like super visible, like, because he was in all kinds of books. Kind of like how, you know, the Charles Atlas, like, gamble a stamp, become a man. Right. Like, like so it's kind of funny to be like, yeah, you know, this was, uh, because it was product placement, like, this was actually a comic character that, like, a shit ton of people actually knew. Yeah, so let's just get into a little bit of that for a listener who might not be as familiar. I mean, Captain Tootsie is actually the kind of mascot for Tootsie Roll uh, right. Candy, right. And, the Bazooka Joe. Of yeah, and he had a bunch of strips, kind of like the Hostess Pie strips that were in comics, 
and it would always be like someone was in trouble and it's like oh captain tootsie used to have this like satchel full of tootsie rolls and they <laughs> if you read some of these comics they actually say like tootsie rolls are good for you and they give you energy it's oh, like yeah. energy it's <laughs> energy food so like captain tootsie pops a few tootsie rolls and he's got like super energy to I'm like legit, save his i'm legit kid surprised friends. that didn't happen in this issue that he gets his power from from chocolate candy one of the kids is eating a tootsie roll is he i didn't even realize that yeah if you look at the uh very end of the issue uh one of the secret legion let me see if i can get the go to the last page and then flip uh forward uh past the christmas scene and then you see where uh he's hugging the where Captain Tootsie's hugging the kid in panel four. Look above the 2018 word balloon. Look at that kid's mouth. 2018 hootin' zoots like. Oh uh, yeah, fatso eating a tootsie. <laughs> eating a tootsie roll, yeah. He's eating that tootsie roll in every panel after that. Yeah, so yeah, we we get some tootsie roll consumption in this. It's not used like Popeye's spinach, but still. Yeah. It's really more like uh, like Our Man's Our Drug. Oh, yeah, yeah. He pops the pills and he's strong for... An hour, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a sugar high. <laughs> I mean, the cool thing about Captain Tootsie is that it is all those little ads are really well drawn because it's CC Beck, you know, it's kind of cool. That's what's so funny is if you read it like i read i read the captain tootsie like uh like one of the comics and it's not bad actually it's it's actually pretty decent you know he's he's kind of this uh, science hero like you know builds a spaceship and like you know the age of like genius strongman like he's one of those guys like oh i'll just build a ship and go to space and beat up some aliens it's like damn dude And if 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 the listener for the listeners, uh, if you do want to check it out, go to Comic Book Plus. So comicbookplus dot com, and then you can do like a search. I guess it's all like public domain, golden age books on there. But uh, there are only two full issues of Captain Tootsie through Ace Comics, mm-hmm. and all the rest. I mean, there's like a shit ton of those kind of one page Tootsie ads, but the the Tootsie ads are actual Tootsie Roll ads. The two comic books have nothing to do with Tootsie Rolls, and they don't even reference them. Yeah. <laughs> even though he's still named Captain Tootsie. Hey, Tootsie! <laughs> oh, it's so Sounds good. like something like some like New York like construction worker. Hey, Tootsie, look at this broad over here. <laughs> hey, Toots, come over here. <laughs> Come over here. I'll get you a sandwich. <laughs> uh, it's good, dude. And I never would have met in a million years. And uh, what's funny is this isn't even his first appearance in the comic. Right. No. <laughs> it's, he's been he's a the... member of the SOS or something. Right. It was implied he was rescued from Solar Man with the rest of the Golden Age characters. Right. Way, way back. And then he doesn't, but he doesn't make his actual first appearance until a little bit later. Uh, I think in an SOS group shot. There's a handy narration uh, box that actually spells it out. He makes his real appearance when the demonoids attack Chicago and like 
think it's 198, 199 with like the full page spread issue. Right. Okay. And uh, he's actually colored a little different. So I don't know. If, I forget, but it, his coloring is different. But he's got the big T on his shirt, so you can tell it's him. Right. But the costume, I think, is is like blue and something else. I don't know. Nega Tootsie. Bizarro Tootsie. So, I mean, that just begs the question, though. What is your guy's favorite Tootsie roll? What? I'm not, I'm not a, a fan of Tootsie Roll. You don't know? Like, dude, okay, I hate chocolate Tootsie Rolls. They're like oh. the vanilla ones. Like, you only get them at Halloween. Gross. Yeah, the, the ones that are special, like the orange one and the green one. Those are the fucking bomb, dude. Wow. It's like tastes like a little popsicle. Those are awful. I hate them. Yeah. <laughs> Those things kind of stay like at the, the bottom ones. of my kid's candy bag. The, so you've never the, tried the it? Best, Is that what you're the telling? best chocolate Tootsie Rolls are the ones that are like really chewy and you can chew them for a long time. Oh, like you just gum. described the worst ones. The oh. ones that look like turds. They got the little yeah. segments. Yeah. <laughs> I love they them. They do look like turds. They look like fucking shit out of uh, an animal. You guys have no. <laughs> you guys have no whimsy in your heart. <laughs> you know what? When I used to get a Tootsie Pop, that was like the cruelest surprise, because like, mm, yay, I'm licking a sucker, and then all of a sudden your tongue hits this fucking gross, like somebody wow. that was only described that what chocolate had, like, tastes bizarro like. Bizarro childhood. After your tongue got cut on, like, the candy seam yes. of, the, of the lollipop. That's the best right. part. Ugh. Avoid, no, the, yeah, avoid like, the, the seam. Would... <laughs> That's the game you play. I hate it. Tell your, it's friends, always... tell your friends that if your wrapper has a star on it, you get a free one. <laughs> Are these cruel tricks played on you, James? Yeah, that seems like a trick. I don't remember the free. Why one. am I calling you James this episode? It's kind of funny. Yeah, on the on the Tootsie on the Tootsie Pop uh, paper, occasionally uh-huh. there would be a guy with an arrow with a star at the end of the arrow, mm-hmm. and that doesn't appear on every single one because I guess the roll of paper it's uneven. Uh-huh. So the rumor always was that if you get found one with the star, you could take it back to the store and get another lollipop. I never <laughs> heard that. Really? Yeah, that wasn't universal. Wow. No, I think that was a local thing. Uh. It was a lie, but uh... <laughs> I just remember Halloween. It was like, I'm, what am I saying? I remember because I still do this to this day with my kids' candy. It's like, oh, a choice of Tootsie Pop or Blow Pop. I'm taking the Blow Pop every time. I take the Tootsie Pop, the root, the root beer what? Tootsie Pop. Oh wait, no, not the root beer Tootsie Pop. The chocolate Tootsie Pop. The chocolate Tootsie Pop's the way to go. I was gonna say root beer is even worse. I love root beer. The only thing worse than that is like Dum Dums. Which ones are dum-dums? The tiny little mini. This is like probably. bank suckers. <laughs> like literally, like I think banks are required. The ones by that the like government. mystery surprise. Yeah, yeah. Are they hard candy or are they? You don't know. You never had a dum-dum can? Like lollipop? Oh, the lollipop? They are. Not really. I mean, like I said. Oh, the oh, the tiny ones. It's as yeah. small as yeah. a marble. Those almost. are the ones that I eat, have the root beer ones. Those are my favorite dum-dums. Root beer dum-dums. Yeah. I hate that you send in like 5000 rappers to get like a top. Mhm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A top, a wooden train. <laughs> yeah. Shitty candy, dude. Shitty. I, I can't just... believe, you know what, dear listener, if you like the fruit flavored Tootsie Roll, please write in and just 
I know Satiris Gravis is out there somewhere being like, hell yeah, dog, fruit. The fruit Tootsie Roll. It's the only good Tootsie Roll. Wow, they sound heinous. Uh, it's the saving grace of the Tootsie Company. I'll have you know. Yeah, I think you're full of shit on this one. Full of Tootsie Rolls? <laughs> it's so soft you, you, and... you, you, you see, the Tootsie Roll, you take the, the, the single ones in the, in, the, uh-huh. in the wax paper, you take them out, and you... And you take and you hold it long ways in your fingers, and you try to squish it down as much as you can. And, and what you is eat, this? That's my that's my to, how I eat tootsie rolls. And then Repugnant. if you get the, if you get the long one that's all broken up into segments, you don't eat it in segments. You eat it like a you eat it like a corn on the cob. What? You got, you got to turn your candy into a game, you guys. You can't just eat candy. I think I, that was a local candy, thing. Candy, too. but not tootsie. You just tootsie pop a tootsie product. roll in your mouth and yeah, you know, suck it. Nah, it's, it's it's if anything with elasticity, you gotta you gotta mold it. It didn't have elasticity, it. dude. It's like a little like I hate tootsie rolls. They're like little blocks. They're, they're like chocolate taffy. The only thing worse than like tootsies like Necco wafers or something. Yeah, I don't Mary care for Neckos. <laughs> but I do good. like. But I always did like the New uh, England Confectionery Company. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fucking old fashioned candy for sure. <laughs> I was. Although, I always love those little chalk things. Although you guys are gonna crucify me because my one of my favorite candy. I do like old fashioned flavors. I love black licorice. I love all, all different <gasps> sorts and and types of black licorice. I'll be honest. I Gross. don't know if I've ever had black licorice to make a judgment. I just got a bag I, of black licorice that's spicy. I, al- I awesome. always default Yuck. to red licorice. So red is the only one worth having. No. See, well, I'm sorry. Orange is okay too. <laughs> I love old medicine-y type yeah. tasting stuff you like eat, moxie do you, soda. Do you, do you eat the root beer <laughs> bottles? I, I would. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm not I hate moxie. Root beer. I thought I like moxie, but it's see. I think it tastes like liquid bubble gum, but everyone else tells me it's like uh, cherry uh, cough syrup. Moxie. It definitely tastes like some kind of medicine is in there. Yeah. I never had Moxie. It's not for everyone. No. It's a low, It's it, basically for no one besides like a handful of well, people. Apparently, the, the Moxie company's out of business and Coke handles the distribution now. So yeah. So in in two cases, it's uh, it's no longer with the original company, but it's also getting wider distribution now. Uh huh. So you may find it in your local grocer. Buy a. Case. There are a couple of places I can get it. Black licorice, the funny thing about you liking that shit is that black everybody that likes black licorice, they don't just like black licorice. They're like, oh, I had this super cool salty black licorice. Yes, I love Norway. I have – I bought some that have ammonia chloride in it and it tastes <laughs> – yeah, it tastes almost like an ammonia aftertaste. Cat piss. Wow. Just yeah. Right yeah. in your mouth. And I enjoy it. <laughs> I enjoy it, I, now, I but I also enjoy real stinky cheese, and it kind of has a similar like. I I just really like a lot of weird shit. Like what's a what what constitutes a stinky cheese? Limburger, right? Uh, like a soft cheese, or like uh, trying to think of like a real stinky cheese, but like a moldy soft cheese, like kind of like a bluer cheese or something like that, but real. Like my mom gets brie sometimes, and yeah, but that's not real stinky. I mean, parmesan? No, parmesan. Well, parmesan is stinky, but smells like a foot. maybe like camembert. Okay, yeah, okay. 
I think I know what that is. I think my mom eats that too. Uh, some goat cheeses. My, like... my favorite old timey candy, and this is real nostalgic because when I was a kid, my grandmother worked at Woolworths, so and Woolworths Ooh. had a had a freaking massive candy counter. Mm-hmm. I always got snow caps. I love snow caps. Yeah, that snow is old timey. That's old timey shit. That's the kind of candy you get at a at the movies too. They used yeah. to always yep. have boxes of that. Yeah, they do still have boxes of that. Although I didn't see them last time at the theater. I was at the theater. So maybe they're finally phasing out. I think they're still in rotation. I think you could get some. Right. Whoa, so guys, we, us down we, a we, uh, we are hole, still dude. on the cover. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. We've lost half of our listeners, so now we're down to two. Candy discussion, FinCast portion over. <laughs> for Yeah, the candy. Thank you for the savage candy cast. <laughs> Fucking, yeah, I just think about the people that tell us they listen to us on the way to work. It's like, and now that you're on your way to work, (laughs) now that you're in the parking lot of your job, (laughs) let's get into the comic. Oh my god, dude. This this one starts out with a beautiful like splash page. Love it. Uh, The very last sex doll, savage sex doll, just popping Malcolm in the kisser. The captain's name is Tootsie. <laughs> Executed by Eric Lawson. Yeah, I mean, I guess she's the last fully put together yeah. sex doll. Or I the guess they call him the perfect woman. But it, it, I guess they're in, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Norm Spiegelman's little, I don't know, what would you call it? His Where factory, is. warehouse. Because there's a lot of there's... spare parts in the background. Yeah, yeah. It's cool. I like that this exists because I think that that w- where Norm vanished, I think it's cool that just there was this guy with this creepy hidey hole. Right. And I think that, yeah, even if Norm is dead, you got this thing here that can happen still. Like, these are just robots. At the I end hope of the she day. reforms. I hope she sticks around. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> Or to see her maybe become a hero or they repurpose her or something. Right. I'd love S- it. Saves you and you get a hand job after. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just love a happy ending. Okay. Um I'm assuming I mean they don't come right out and say it, but I'm assuming he Malcolm went with the cops to see what they could find about Norm Spiegelman, right? Right. And They're investigating. Didn't right. expect to find the robot there. Yeah, this one just returned to the base and uh, apparently didn't get the memo. And so when Malcolm goes to investigate, like, you know, they have a little brawl there. That's what I'm assuming, too. And it's cool because you get to see like just the random like the the shelf of heads like it's creepy. It makes it makes him a little creepier, just to see like the shelf of heads and All the shelf of torsos. Bodies. Yeah, Torsos. shelf of vaginas. <laughs> yeah, I tried washable. to steer. I tried to steer into these. Did you say machine washable? Maybe. <laughs> I tried to see if there was any Easter eggs in these heads. I don't think there is. Did you guys like pick up on any like 
surprise cameos uh, or anything? No, just the panel where he's talking to the officer. There's one that looks like dark, kind of, but... I thought so, too. But I don't think it is. Uh, one thing is kind of a, a little neat thing is we get the name of, I think, our first Toronto officer. Which yeah, they don't a- come out and say it on this scene, but you find out that guy's name is Officer Moonbeam. <laughs> Moonbeam. <laughs> oh, what the hell? What's going is, on with that? But Isn't that great, dude? What a weird name. Maybe he's a, a native Canadian. <laughs> the Moonbeams. You know what's funny is as researched as the Canada arc has been, I kind of mm-hmm. wonder if like Eric looked into it and was like, oh, Moonbeam is a common name in Canada. Huh? Like put it in the comic. Kind of like your ass is a common name in <laughs> right. America. Chicago. United States. I will say on this Captain Tootsie page, I super duper love the background behind the Captain Tootsie. Yeah. Uh, the gate, like the. Yeah. Because it almost looks photo, but then what's funny is if you zoom in real close, that's like mm. cross hatched in there. Well, you're talking but about. But it, it's got to be a photo, right? That's, it's got to be. That's either. I'm not going to say traced it's like a filter i'm just saying it's got a cool look i like the guy in the background I, running I, to I catch think his you might have, you know, <laughs> darkened up the shadows a bit probably but i'm pretty sure that's uh uh photo my nip it's cool though dude i like it i think it, i think it looks cool i mean it looks great it looks fine Not I like mean, this I, old I, I like the i like the exterior Oh yeah, because that yeah. that is clearly fully drawn, uh, probably from reference, but it is a drawing. And the snow mm, on the car. You'd be surprised. I that I don't think that's a full. Either it's traced over, or because being the weirdo I am, I looked up the Toronto airport. Yeah, it's Toronto Pearson Airport, and there's like the images look spot on. Ooh, like it looks like it. I, I guess photo. what I'm saying is, it looks like a if it's a trace, it looks like a drawing, whereas the background, oh looks yeah, like yeah. A photo. Well, see, that's what I think is cool about this is, like I said, like even though that clearly doesn't look like something he would normally just draw, because it's like slathered in that cross hatching, it kind of still looks drawn. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And the same thing's going on with the police station. If you look at like the marquee of the police station, yeah, yeah, that looks like it's a photo reference police station. Right. But then like the bottom of the sign of the police station's covered in Larson cross hatching. Sure. So it's well, cool. Well, yeah, I, don't know. I mean it's a again, that's looks like a drawing from reference opposed to the actual photograph like being put through a filter, which is what it kind of looks like to me. Yeah. But again, we could always just ask Eric what his what his technique was. Next time we talk to him, you won't remember. No, it <laughs> is funny how now he like as opposed to in Chicago, like in Toronto, he really does go out of his way to to reference like real places. Yeah, I love it, dude. Which makes you wonder. It's, it's funny. I think like a lot of people feel like the book will just eventually go back to Chicago. Yeah, but like I don't know, dude. But like if the Might book not. ever goes. If the book ever does go back to Chicago, I wonder if, like, now that he's gotten, like, reference fever, I wonder if he'll, like, start referencing Chicago, Maybe. like, a lot more. And the, that bean the one time? Yeah, the bean. Dude, I was so happy when the bean was in there, because I was like, oh, the bean! Sweet! <laughs> it really is. Every time someone goes to Chicago, 
There's a photo of them with the bean. Every yep, time. I got one. <laughs> every, I did too. Every time. And every Facebook friend I have is like, oh, I'm going to Chicago this weekend. Boop, there's the bean. Yeah, I, I do enjoy how, like, Eric goes out of his way to draw, like, snow or something like that. You know, yeah. it doesn't have to, but it's cool. I think there's good acting even here, too, on Malcolm's face. Like, when he's looking at just that big panel of him looking Malcolm's into the... Malcolm's so fucking stupid. <laughs> what? Why would you watch that? What were Dude, you thinking? Dude, he just... He had to know. Like, he just know had to what? see it. What a douche. He, he, well, I maybe he was like, I don't know. He he still wasn't so sure that yeah, the demon, what the demonoid said was true because. It makes him a giant douchebag. Why? Yeah, because he's an he, asshole. He just needed that closure. And he can't you know trust I mean? his own wife. What? Yeah, but douche. I mean, it's not like Maxine hasn't said like stuff about monsters and Dimension X and shit like that. Like she's brought things up herself, yeah. That dude. make it questionable. Ugh. Like, didn't she ask like Angel if she had sex with monsters in Dimension X or something? A little something? bit different when you've been raped to death. Well, you never know how and, it and, went and down. Instead of being, just being flirty. Still, Malcolm's an think... asshole, and now he's got to live with it. Well, I mean, that's what's the interesting story beat in here, and he gets confronted on it. Is what's so funny. Uh, is that, you know, he watched the tape and I guess really he didn't have to. But the thing is, is that like, yeah, he might have like had his like, you'd say it was jerky of him to watch it. But I mean, look at his reaction, dude. GD, like he clearly like it was fucking he regretted it instantly. Like he's fucking tears are rolling down his face and he tells Moonbeam, he's like, you got to destroy this. He's like, this can never be seen. Like, no one can ever see this. And Moonbeam's like, oh, yeah, yeah fucking absolutely. Like, we're going to destroy this shit. But, uh, and then, yeah, he walks away. He's like, I can't unsee it, you know. He might have been a dick to go see it. But, like, dude, he paid the consequences big time. Such a great panel, though, that that face. Like, it's such good Larson art. Even, even like I said, like the panel below it where like he's like turned like, you know, yeah. I, and I think he put that panel where he's like, this can't get out. This can't be circulated. He put that up in black and white on Twitter. So good. The cross hatching. Yeah. Just the hatching on the faces and stuff. Oh, he's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's pretty cool. Remember when like Malcolm first kind of got buff and stuff and it seemed like his face at times could get a little wonky and Eric was still feeling it out. But, you know, at this point, he's just nailed, like, Malcolm's look down. Oh, yeah. It's Definitely. pretty awesome. Definitely. It's consistent. Yeah. It's good. It's good acting. And then we flip the page. And, Jim, I, you had a great yeah, quote on this. Yeah, the second most awful person in this issue. <laughs> yeah, she just becomes a shithead instantly. Giant shithead. Yeah, dude. Frankly, Maxine, th- this could be just. We're talking about Jennifer for the listener. Does no, not look. No, we're talking about Angel. <laughs> I mean, Angel. Who has I'm suddenly sorry. Suddenly, turn into the worst supervillain of the book. Super butthole, dude. She's... I mean, to be honest, the way everyone was treating her, Maxine would be completely justified in becoming a supervillain after this issue. Uh oh, you're just spilling. The, you're just awful, spilling the theory awful right now. To Maxine, this issue. Yeah, it's and, pretty much people being shitty. 
I think Malcolm, even though he's, I don't think he's the, this. It's not the same level of shitty. Like Angel is aggressively shitty. Malcolm kind of has almost just a ignorance about the way he acts. Yeah. Like, like going to see the tape. It's like, all right, like, you know, a, a really, really killer good boyfriend would have never even needed to see it. But he's kind of a dope. But he's kind of dope. Yeah, yeah. So he just, he had to see it. And as soon as he sees it, he's like, oh, shit. And then, like, the girls are climbing all over. He's like, hey, ladies, want to climb one more? <laughs> and he's not, like, thinking about how it's making, you know, Maxine feel. Like, I don't think he was aggressively being a dick in that scene. He just was being thoughtless. It's a it's still bad, but it's not the same as like Angel in this issue is being a capital B with an itch. I mean, I understand her frustrations over Jackson, but her comments <laughs> about wanting to sleep with Malcolm <laughs> Yeah pretty dude. fucking shitty. Yeah, dude. Even like she's like uh, didn't your therapist say that you should get back on it? Well, if you don't, I will. And it's like, whoa, what? what? <laughs> it's not. That's not cool. It's only cool if it's consensual between all parties, Angel. Super douchebaggy. But it was funny, too, in this scene. Like, uh, Maxine brings it up, and I hadn't even thought about it. I was like, oh, duh. Like, no shit. Like, Malcolm's world famous. Like, the world knows him. Right. And so if the world had that memory of Angel and Malcolm being together, and here we get the new information, because it was never told, it was, it was never commented on, but of course Maxine would have gotten that memory too, that the world knew that uh, Malcolm and uh, Angel were together and no one cared. And so, and that was always her hesitation before. She was like, oh, we can't be together. Oh, what would people say? But like now she's seen a reality where they were together and like people were like, eh, whatever. We don't give a shit. You don't care that you were, you were, you were, uh, what would they be? Half, like stepbrothers. I guess step, step, yeah. They'd be step, step siblings. Yeah. So interesting shit, like bad behavior, but interesting shit, like crazy being dumped in this scene here, dude. Oh, what the fuck is Angel on about, dude? She's being so shitty. <laughs> now, I could ask you two something. What's this virgin stuff coming from? Oh, because she she regenerated like the- her lower torso. It's just like when Dragon's Vasectomy got undone. Torso, right. Okay, ripped in half. Right. Okay, because when she got brought back from the dead before, she had her I was lower like, torso. She had her lower torso. Although, to be it, honest, with all that freak-out shit in her fucking teeth, she probably should have become a virgin then, too. Yeah. Well, that was what was throwing me. As I was like, is this her second time becoming a virgin, or... Well, yeah, that, I don't know how that works. I'm pretty sure they're implying that this is the first time, because of her torso. I think this is the. I think you're right, dude. The, I think that you're right. I think the getting ripped in half. So when she was brought back together, her body put itself back together just in its original state. Right. And there you go. The hymen was back and intact. Okay. Yikes, dude. Crazy, crazy shit. And so that's on top of her like fucking like trauma, craziness, dude. This is this whole shit was crazy. Like, like I didn't, I didn't see Angel being so aggressively shitty. Yeah, 
Yeah, I didn't see it. It was a surprise. It, it seemed to kind of come out of nowhere, but I don't know. It seems like they hate each other, obviously. Well, I liked, you got... Uh, the, um, how do I phrase this? On the last page of the uh, Maxine Malcolm Angel mm-hmm. scene, um, the very last panel when uh, Malcolm says that uh, Maxine's gone through a traumatic experience and it's going to take time for those wounds to heal, mm-hmm. and Maxine's making this look like, what the fuck are you saying? It's when she figures it out right there. <laughs> That's the scene. That's when she knows he's seen the tape. Yeah. Because he's like, oh, you know, it's going to be okay. Oh, and he's hugging her. And so she knows he must. I don't guess we really saw it, but he must have been acting differently after having seen the tape. Makes sense. Than he was before. Yeah. I understand what you're going through. It can't possibly be easy. Take all the time you need. No pressure. Yes, I am a human. These are human statements. <laughs> I like how I like how mad you are at Malcolm. Malcolm is a shithead. A dumbass. I, I don't think he was as Angel bad. Angel is irrational. just being completely irrational in a very bad time. Nobody is giving Maxine any kind of like respect for her experience. You wanna know what's funny though? Craig, when you said it seemed to come out of nowhere, think back a little bit. In the sewers and stuff. Yeah, that's true. Angel was pretty aggressive. She made it pretty clear that she was there for Malcolm. She's like, oh, you know, it was fun fooling around, but I wasn't there for Maxine. And, uh, gotta say, definitely think that, uh, and she was having baby fever in an earlier issue, too. I think wasn't she? Wasn't she like, oh my baby, I want to hold him or oh, something? I'm, I'm, like that. I'm yeah. sure she's always. It's getting worse the older he gets. Who's who's her roommate? Do we know? I don't think we met him or the, her or whoever. I think it's that enchilada and the vibrator. <laughs> yeah, the, the vibrator is the roommate. <laughs> I don't have this month's rent. That was a vibrator talking. <laughs> she gets a sex doll to be her roommate. <laughs> oh, it's good. There's He's lots got of the good vibrator stuff. on in the background. Oh, that's me. I'm sorry, dude. It's freezing. <laughs> it's fucking freezing in here if I don't have that going. I'm sorry. Oh, what do you have? A vibrator? Uh, it's a vibrator. It throws out a lot of heat. Nah, it's just a space heater, dude. I'm uh, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Just thought you were pleasuring yourself as we. I, I just keep some anal beads in. It's fine. <laughs> I don't. I don't need a vibrator. <laughs> the pool noodle. There's good stuff. I just want to say, like, uh, there's good stuff art wise going on. Like even like Maxine sticking her tongue out, and like there's just like so much good stuff going on, and like this like uh, just a little conversation piece. Just good stuff. Yeah. And like Jim, like you said, just to echo your sentiment, the. The face where Maxine's like sort of figuring it out. It's a good face. And then we're at Gene Tech Labs. So, Craig, you had some issues with like the continuity of this uh, Captain Tootsie plot. I think I figured I figured it out. 
Well, maybe read, we can so, figure it out together. All right. I read it a few times, and it made sense. All right. So, I... Tootsie arrives in Canada. Mm-hmm. Yep. And... Hold on a second. First thing he does is he meets up with Buddy. With his, with his friend who would have been a kid when Tootsie was a Golden Age hero, who is now an old man. Right. Which uh, he's taking in stride. He's not... He's he's the brother of one of the... He's Rolo's Legion. Mm. Yep. I'm trying to... I'm just trying to... During the airport scene, he doesn't really say why he's in Canada. No, nope. but... You you only see that he's going he's going to meet this guy and this right. guy's significance, Buddy. Buddy's significance is that Buddy was a former security guard at that Gene Tech Gene lab. Gene Tech lab, okay. So 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 specific. We don't realize it when he goes to meet Buddy, but meeting Buddy isn't just meeting with an old chum. Buddy's got the hookup to get Captain Tootsie into the lab. Right. Okay. So I mean, yeah, it makes sense. So Tootsie, see, I I guess I assume that because Tootsie was SOS, he was sent to Canada for Malcolm, but it looks like it's unrelated. He just to, is to, expecting Malcolm. In your it defense, might, it might be that he was sent for Malcolm, but once he got into Canada, he had different ideas. Right. In in your defense, Jim, um, I'm totally with you in that. When I initially read it, I was like fucking completely perplexed. But what's funny, Craig, is that I read where you were sort of like, oh, yeah, this is what happened and blah, blah, blah. And I went back and reread it like and it makes like a lot more sense. It's not for like if if you do a quick read, it actually is like throws you pretty hard. Yeah, it did for me. And we can go through it. But but uh, what's before funny I ask, God, all, all I was going to say is the if you give it a second read and you actually are like thinking about what's happening. It actually makes like a lot more sense on the second read. Well, here, keep going. Here's something that doesn't make as much sense. Just order of uh, events. Uh-huh. Tootsie's at Gene Tech, and then we're in the bedroom with Maxine and Malcolm, where Maxine is reading Malcolm's yeah, Riot Act. I, I know what you're gonna say. This here, go yeah. ahead. And they're reading. They're 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 having their their. Well, Maxine's mostly telling him that he's a piece of shit because he's a piece of shit. <laughs> But then we get a time jump, and they're at the mall. Yeah, you, you got to imagine it's the next day. It's the next day. But he and... tells them, though, that they'll have 24 hours of lab access. Yeah. Oh. So this process of retrieving the it's secret taking them region, all day or something. So this must be like day. over the weekend or something like that because people are out shopping at the mall or whatever. So Maybe it was a left page, right page thing, but I almost feel like these two pages should have been swapped. It it threw me too. I was like, "Wait a minute! They're in bed now. They're up. I mean, how long have these guys been in the 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 lab? You know, the lab. And because when he punches them, it's kind of like the the it's like nighttime again. So that kind of throws me off too. Right. So yeah. But uh, but it makes sense when you read that he says we have twenty four hours. So I gotta imagine like it's a weekend where the labs closed and they've just been in there for kind of whatever 23 hours or 24 hours just working up this equipment to send this homing beacon out yeah that's that's it is it just takes 24 hours and so you when maxine and you know malcolm are in bed captain tootsie and buddy have just gotten started right so and i think that's sort of why we see the the yellow light 
Of course, I think mm-hmm. that's just uh, Dawn. Rising Sun. Yeah. Where is that? Where the ship? The I tried and you believed him panel. You see the sun sort of coming up, like where Maxine's like walking all over Malcolm. Ah. Uh. Yeah, so like it's night, like they're sleeping, and she's like, so you can even assume that like that's the morning, like she's walking all over him, and like it's morning time. Right. And then also at the mall, while Malcolm and Angel are shit bags, apparently all these guys <laughs> are shit bags too. Look at all yeah, these, these shit bags. Yeah, these shit bags, dude. Look at their teeth. Like Eric sure did make them goony. <laughs> all that They're all drooling and Canadian shit. Canadian politeness. Look at their boners. <laughs> like these guys what? sure. Like the clerk says, these guys sure are happy to see you. And Maxine's like looking at the guy's boner. Like you know. Ah, it's, it's, I didn't even get that. Ooh. Yeah, I totally what, missed that. Yeah, that's what she's saying. She's like, uh, she's like, should I know you? Are you somebody famous? And Maxine says, no, not really. And she goes, they seem happy to see you. And like, you can totally see the dude's boner in the foreground. Yeah, I didn't get that though. Like, I just thought maybe because they're all crowded around. But now that you say that, I see it, and now I can't unsee it. <laughs> hidden boner, crouching dragon, hidden boner. <laughs> Yeah. Meanwhile, Malcolm's all these girls are flirting with Malcolm, and he's lift them the all up to take a photo because he's a douchebag. Got room for one more? It's like, come on, Malcolm. Like I said, I I I can't say he's being aggressively shitty, but he's definitely being thoughtless. Like, definitely should have known better. <laughs> uh, yikes. <laughs> Yeah, the panel of creeps is great. I love the Maxine running off the page, like with the shopping bags in her hands. Yeah, that's great. She's got good. those Larson. She's got those Larson boots on with the buckles. Mm-hmm. And I like the little logos too, like that he went in and put the little logos on the bags. Like you got Fossil and you know uh, <laughs> Hudson Bay, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like you've got it's just nice little touch that's all yep yeah that's cool and apparently they own a car even the cops are creeps is what's bad <laughs> look, look at these cops they're all got shit eating grins <laughs> and then we get to the meat and potatoes of <laughs> of the meat and potatoes Malcolm gets Max. called by the, the cops to check out the situation See now, here's the here's the dialogue that threw you, Jim. It threw yeah. me too. The I thought this might get your attention. I counted on it, right? And then followed that up by, don't forget, I'm a government agent. I take orders from the president of the United States. So like that super threw me, man. Right. Well, I think so. For me, after reading it again, is right. so you see that giant beam blast go through the building so now he's like oh shit he knows that malcolm's in toronto Bingo. so he knows he doesn't have much time left if that ship's gonna come so he's got to stall Ma- uh uh malcolm right and in fact time and in fact he's like oh we got to get out of this lab and like punches him out of the lab to protect the computers so it's like one of those things that is way more apparent on a second read but why not just say this is what i'm doing 
I know, dude. <laughs> that's the only thing I still struggle with. Because if he thinks that Malcolm's a hero, because he's like, oh, he's a hero, why not just turn and be like, bro, I just had to steal this lab equipment to use it for a minute. Like, sorry. Like, don't Save me five that. children from being <laughs> lost in space. Yeah. I got to retrieve my long lost friends. Like, please don't. Let's let him not fight. Instead, he just starts whooping some ass. <laughs> so I bought the Incredible Hulk issue in question. Ooh. Just to check the fight scenes to see if, like, Eric was, like, referencing something. Uh-huh. Like, including the fight, you know, as part of, like... Uh, the reference. Yeah, the reference. Mm-hmm. It, it's not. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Good thinking, C- Can confirm. Good thinking, for sure. I do think that this is an interesting sequence um, because, like I said, I don't mind that they fought. Of course, like, you know, it makes way more sense for Captain Tootsie to just say, hey, bro, let's not fight. Maybe he had to put on a show for his handlers. I don't know. Yeah. Or, or yeah, even could that could be it. So, like, oh, damn, good point, dude. But, but who's like, listening? He... Who's watching? Well, like, if yeah. he didn't fight Malcolm, like, how would it look? Right. Yeah, so, like, he got sent there to get Malcolm, but he decided... So, don't forget, there's, like, a no-alien policy in the U.S. Right. So, how would it look if a giant spaceship came to the U.S.? So, he, he's he got plans to go to Canada and summon the ship over there. Good point. But he's he was sent originally to get Malcolm, so... You make a good point. You guys make a good point. I think of it is that the fight scene, he's got to make it look like he actually tried to subdue Malcolm so that it looks good for the news. And it's actually really, uh, I think it gives Malcolm a really great moment because uh, Malcolm, like where he, where he says, you know, if you think about like what's the fights happening here, Tootsie's actually going blow for blow strength wise. Oh, sure. Which is surprising. Like he's just Tootsie rolls. <laughs> I just didn't think he was gonna be that strong, dude. But like, yeah, he's going blow for blow and Malcolm lays it out on him. He's like, uh, I've had it with you in the United States and I'm not going anywhere and then he says, I don't care what I have to do and so clearly he's about to bust out the lightning power and maybe even kill Captain Tootsie which is pretty fucking extreme. And so like Malcolm, I mean, Maxine yells, no Malcolm don't hurt him. And I was just like, Oh, you know, even though this fight kind of seems like it's coming out of nowhere, which after talking to you guys, I think it actually makes a lot more sense for him to like put on this show. Cause he clearly has these ulterior motives. So, uh, yeah. And fucking here come the guys in a fucking spaceship of all things. So I think that, yeah, that makes like a lot more sense. It's a good moment for Malcolm too. It is the same. The rocket ship's on model from the Adventures of Captain Tootsie comic. The you Rocketeer know, ship. Even though it's basic as hell, like design wise, isn't that kind of like kick ass looking when it shows up? Yeah, yeah. Like, it kind of has an awesome look. <laughs> like to be so basic, that panel where it shows up is kind of great. It is. I like it. Brazak, and then he gets blasted. And we got the now. I want to touch on something, Craig. I believe you said that you felt that this may tread a bit too closely 
to Daredevil and the Little Wise Guys. Now, uh, and I think it's just a feeling? golden age trope. But uh, how you feeling now? We'll see. I mean, so so if I I really don't think Eric will redo something like this, but if it's <laughs> Captain Tootsie is going to be a supporting character and these guys are going to be everywhere around him, it feels a little too close to Daredevil and the Little Wise Guys for me. But I haven't seen enough to really make that evaluation. I think but, there's an interesting dynamic. The reason why I wanted to bring it up is I think it gives us a great chance to compare and contrast. Mm-hmm. Um, for one, these kids shouldn't have immortality, so they should start aging normally. Uh, because they weren't contained in anything that gave them the immortality. They were just lost in space. Right. And so he tells me, he's like, oh, you know, time travels slower when you're in space. So these kids actually can grow up and grow old. Right. Right. And then the other thing that makes them different from the little wise guys is actually, I know it seems weird, but Buddy, like the old man. Yeah. Like Rolo's brother. So here, the whole time that like these guys have been lost in space and they're saying shit like G Willikins, you know, you got fucking Buddy there that's like he's lived on Earth to the point to where he's an old man. So you know he's going to like catch his brother up and be like, yeah, dude, you know, we've got cell phones we and see the internet. We now. <laughs> well, he t- you'll see the kids dabbing next time. <laughs> we play Fortnite now, Rollo. Get hip. Yeah, so I think um, where it might initially perhaps seem like this could stray a little too close to uh, Little Wise Guy's territory, I think Captain Tootsie's a bit more interesting than Daredevil, actually. <laughs> Because kind of here's a guy that is willing to disobey his government. Right. But is also still like he's not like freak force. Like he hasn't gone to Canada. Like gone he's just rogue. Like, yeah, he's not gone rogue. He's still like working. I with guess the Daredevil SOS. is still working for the SOS. Or wait, because last time he turned on him to help him get out of Dimension X. Yeah, he defected. We haven't seen he's... him in freak force, though. He must be doing his own thing. Eh? Was he, he was he was he in last issue? Last in when yeah, they were fighting demonoids, sure. he was there. Oh, he was fighting the demonoids. Yeah, he was fighting demonoids. Oh, my memory. <laughs> Just the way you said that, <laughs> I felt so sad. <laughs> he said, "Oh, my memory." <laughs> so I got to ask you, like, you oh, guys, I guess he like, on the cover? Okay. You, you brought up something I didn't even think about. Like, clearly, Captain Tootsie doesn't get to fucking keep this spaceship. Why not? Why? Well, he can't, I mean, well, he can't take it back to America. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like, now they got this alien technology that Tootsie himself built, I would assume. If we're staying on model to the original Captain Tootsie. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of like here's going to be just this spaceship on the loose that has been to Venus. I don't know. It's a cool thing to be in the book. You know what I mean? It's hard to right. say like what its context is because, you know, it, it feels like the the spaceship and these kids are all part from the comic strip, and maybe they should have ran some of those as backups. I agree with you. I, I think that's you. an awesome idea. Like, it kind of would be cool, and they could have done it because, like you say, it's public domain. So, right, but it's hard to say like like the quality of the scans or if how comfortable Eric is reprinting work that, you know, 
the artists don't get credit for, uh you know we get payment for or the well cc beck's dead yeah that's true i don't think he gives a shit he's dead and his works in public domain like once your works in public domain you kind of can't do anything about it but is it but it's only in public domain because no one gave a shit about it no because the time time period is up was yeah it? this was this was before steamboat willie oh oh that long yeah, that's basically how you know, like, things that are in public domain already are, like, pre-Steamboat Willie. That doesn't and make they, sense. Steamboat Willie was, like, what was Steamboat Willie? Because that, that would mean that Captain Marvel predates Mickey Mouse. Yeah, and... That doesn't sound right. No, but hold on here. You're messing with my head. <laughs> but, like, Disney changed the law. That's why Steamboat Willie's the gauge. Right. Like, that's what I'm saying is, like, so that's why you use Steamboat Willie. Because Captain Tootsie is the 40s and 50s. Yeah, but Steamboat Willie is, like, the 20s. Hold on. Oh, uh, we got it. If only there was some device that we could use to find it. <laughs> A mother box. Yeah. The listeners. <laughs> yeah. I, I like uh, I like this uh, Captain Tootsie. Yeah, Steamboat and... Willie is 1928. So when was Captain there is Marvel? N- Captain Marvel is like 1930-something. So how is Captain Marvel not because Because the copyrights were allowed to lapse. They weren't renewed. That's not quite how public domain works, isn't it? I think so anything, have... anything that's just not like – I thought it was time from it author's is, death. There is t- it is time because I know they celebrate it every year and like there's a bunch of stuff that came up this year. Felix the Cat. Uh a bunch of Felix the Cat shit came into public domain this year. Well, a bunch of Robert Frost poems came up that were huge. That are up, for, like, that anyone can publish now. That was, like, the big... Because they just had, like, Public Domain Day, like, last week. Right. Yeah. They celebrate it, like, every year. I mean, Captain Tootsie's nineteen forty. I guess it would have been, like, the first or something. Yeah. First appearance, Ace Comics, July 43. Then there's that also that abandoned works, and he might fall under abandoned works. See, that's what because... I'm saying. It's a it, it's more than likely is that the Captain Marvel material is out of, in public domain because of that period between when uh, Fawcett sold it to DC so, and DC didn't do anything with it. In general, it says works published after 1977 will not fall into public domain until 70 years after the death of author. Or for corporate works, anonymous works, or works for hire, 95 years from the date of publication or 120 years from the date of creation, whichever expires first. Right. But the, I mean, maybe, because I don't even think it's been 70 years since C.C. Beck died. So that means Superman comes up soon? Uh, Well, that's the big, that's the big, like, freak out, is that I think in, like, 2024, it's real soon. In, like, 2024, Mickey Mouse and Superman are technically going to be public domain, and everybody's totally already saying it, that they think Disney's just going to change the law again. Like, that it's already, pre- like, I've seen, like, lawyers predicting that they're just going to change the law again, so. Also, too, you've got an issue of trademark with Superman and Mickey Mouse. Well, that's the thing. It's... The copyrighted work would be in public domain, but be very hard to use because the trademarks are in. Still. still yeah, they're forever. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking stupid. I mean, I've got are, ideas of how to do a Superman comic without Superman, or without without S shields and and uh, strong guy. 
I I'm mean, gonna force I mean, like Captain Marvel, you could call him Superman in the work, but you can't call the comic Superman. Can't be on the cover, right? Right. You can't promote him as Superman. Uh, before we leave this uh, Captain Tootsie saga, I have to hear both of you give me a hoot and zoots. Hoot and zoots? Hoot and zoots! <laughs> Is that how you hear it when you? Because you know we're we're just reading it. So yeah, put the emphasis on the zoots. How about you, Jim? Hooting zoots. <laughs> I, I read it kind of like hooting zoots. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, nah, I'm more gravelly, more hooting <laughs> zoots. <laughs> Rollo. <laughs> hooting zoots. 2018 hootin' zoots. <laughs> Gosh, buddy, is that really you? <laughs> I'm gonna start adding that into my lexicon. Hootin' zoots. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just want to hear Jim one more time talk about what a shitbag angel is. <laughs> well, look at her; no. she's fucking sabotaging Jackson right behind Maxine's back. I know, dude. You have blue eyes. Just Let's like confuse me. the baby. Why do you know why you have blue eyes? And he's like, "Why?" Because genetics. <laughs> he goes in a whole spiel about recessive genes. Because your dad's a man whore. <laughs> oh lordy, dudes! That's not cool, Angel. No. Angel's being a total butthole. Ho ho ho! I have a machine gun. <laughs> PJ's back. Now, did you see this PJ twist? Yeah, no. actually, I kind of thought, because I, I recall... You did not. I did. did. I did. Uh, 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 because I recall that PJ, last time we saw PJ, he right. basically told us flat out he's going to take freak out so he can grow up. He did? I, yeah, he did. He was sick of being a kid, and he basically told, I think, either uh, Malcolm or whoever... He was with, he said, yeah, I'm going to go take Freak out. Because I think all the little wise guys died, so he didn't have any friends anymore. So he said, fuck this, I'm out. Yeah. He yeah, I, 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 think it's when, I think it's when Dart killed all the wise guys. Is it wrong that I thought he was coming out as gay when I read that first panel on that page? I mean, it might be. Oh, be, oh him and Frank? That's yeah, because it was like, whoa, hey, PJ, when Frank said he was bringing along a friend, I assumed it was a girl. And I was—I thought that rude. was their coming out. First of all, Malcolm, rude. <laughs> now, who in the fuck is Layla? What are you talking about? That's uh, what's her name's uh, Frank and uh, Tierra's first kid. Yeah, Frank and Tierra's baby. Yeah, they, she had a baby. Oh, geez, that's right. Mm-hmm. And now she's oh. gonna go play with Amy and get her arms ripped off. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Okay, yeah. Yeah, just I was like had trouble like cuz they mentioned Layla twice like Maxine was like they got Layla and I was like damn who's Layla? Ah. Oh, maybe there's something that you could look these things up in the future. <laughs> I, if only some there were of, a way. Uh, some kind of dream box contraption. If only I don't <laughs> we don't have the technology. We just don't have we simply lack the technology. Well, okay, you might have seen Adult PJ coming, super sleuth. Yep. But did you see his <laughs> eternal blood? Maybe. <laughs> I love this twist. I love this twist because 
you have Maxine has all the reason in the world to not ever want to die. Right. She's scared she'll go to hell again. She doesn't like the look of hell, so this is the next best thing. Yep. The funniest thing is next issue he opens it up and it's just all dried up. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, sorry. Sorry, my blood clotted. I th- I think my feeling is she's gonna slap it out of its hand out of his hand. Just smack it. Get that away from me. What if the baby drinks it? Forever baby. <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> no, that's not good. Forever baby. <laughs> that's a new recurring so character. worthless forever baby <laughs> no nah, I, I don't know dude I don't know where it's going but I love it I love that twist where he shows up with the immort- immortality blood and it's even funnier because like Maxine was like oh yeah give me some of that fucking blood bro like she was way so, into it for a time yeah she was into it be young forever. Now again, it feel I think it's worth mentioning because like we're kind of gonna just bring it up here because we're talking about it. But like having that blood doesn't make you obviously, as we saw with the little wise guys, you'd yeah. still get fucking chopped up and shoved down a drain. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's not really a great solution if all you're scared it's the worst of is hell. Kind of, it's worst kind of immortality. Well, second worst kind of immortality. The worst kind of immortality is the kind you get when you're a Dracula. No matter how many pieces you get cut into, you keep living. Yeah, it's bad immortality. <laughs> it's not fun to be so. To be so this being being immortal but able to die is a bad immortal. That's that's why as, I always thought Highlanders were stupid. You're not really immortal if you just get your head chopped off. Yeah, because anybody would die from that. Yeah, yeah. I never fucking thought that was good either. I was like, ah. Eh. The quickening was the only thing that made that good. Because all, all the immortals got to kill each other. Yeah. What a stupid concept. Yeah, shit films when you think about it. Just don't think Can about it. I confess it. I've never seen any of the Highlander films? I haven't seen the first one. I actually just bought it. I gotta watch it. I am immortal! I have inside me blood of kings! What's What's the name of the star of that? Oh, Highlander. Uh, uh, Lambert. Christopher Lambert. You know what's funny? He's a funny, um, like, type of act. Like, ugly. one of those actors that... Just say he's ugly. He's no, not... no, I was not even thinking of that. <laughs> just say he's ugly. Okay, he's <laughs> ugly. I'm just, sorry. Just say he's ugly. He's no, he's funny. just, like, one of those weird B actors that everybody knows, or C yep. actors. I don't even know if he's a B actor. Everything but I he's know so well him. known for that. Everything I know about Highlander, I know from references to Christopher Lambert on both Aqua Teen and the Venture Brothers. And in the 90s, they kept trying to sell me replica swords on television from the movie. It's either him or the guy from Beastmaster. Yeah. yeah. That's another good one. Beast celebrity. Ah, GD. Nah, man. Can I say I'm loving how much letters the book seemed to be getting lately. Agreed. It it fills my heart with you. I love when it's like two or three pages of letters. Yeah, because I read them shits later. Like, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Love them. Yeah. Thank you, writers of letters. Keep them coming. We got two doses of funnies this time. 
Yeah, man. Now that was a nice twist. Zombie what? John has showed up before in like a pop gun anthology from Image Comics. Yes. But all the same, is that not a hilarious gag? It is. I love it. I love I love Eat More Bikes too. Yeah. Rodney heard everything. <laughs> so hot good. gossip secrets, his parents having sex. <laughs> Little frowny. Little frowny face. That's a good-looking ad there. Yeah, that's a gorgeous FinCast ad. Got to give props to that Raven dude and Adam Pruitt. Yeah, Adam Pruitt, baby. He did certainly do a good job. He made it it sing. Maybe that will boost our listeners. Maybe. If it it doesn't. (laughs) Like they do, they're first time listeners. They're gonna get to the candy part and just totally zone the fuck. Yeah, they're like, what the fucking what? What talking about candy? GD, my favorite Tootsie Roll. What? (laughs) Oh, we fucked up. (laughs) We had one shot and we blew it. That's true. We'll ask Adam to put on there next time. It's not always about Tootsie Rolls. It's not always about everything else but dragon. <laughs> right. So uh, I said it last time. I'll say it again. I dig this Night Watchman when it has room to breathe. Right. And so uh, even though this would have been primo real estate for Captain Tootsie reprints, uh, I can totally live with this uh, Night Watchman backup. Yeah. Yeah, I look, I, Adam Pruitt's on on colors, and he did a bang up job because this originally was printed in black and white in Big Bang Comics. Oh, dude, the coloring's beautiful on this. Like fucking when he's bursting, when Night Watchman's bursting through the ceiling, and like the guys are green and the background's red. Ah, oh, it looks so good. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Great art. Really emulates you know the style of the time. You can almost hear the dun 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 What do you say we do the night to see old chum? And I I'm digging so the back cover has also got funnies and I'm digging that head that that dress that that title with the night watchman and the savage dragon heads. Yes, That's dude. the second time he's used it, and it looks good. It's great. I Double love it. Billing. Comics, games, puzzles, magic. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Yeah, and uh, shout-outs to Moonbeard. Fantastic. It's yes. Good stuff. And uh, the heck if I know comics, because it's so true. Oh, dude, People yeah. People that try to tell you their dreams, and it's just like, ugh. I want to hear about my dream from last no, night. No, never. I never <laughs> want to hear about your dream. It means nothing. I, I had a crazy care. dream last night. Oh. You did not. <laughs> well, it was very disturbing. You did not. <laughs> woke me up. Was... He's going to tell us. He's going to do it. I can't you even did. really describe it. It was... The only <laughs> thing did. I really remember was my car got stolen. <laughs> He's doing it. <laughs> He's doing it. It got me a... staying in one place. So I couldn't leave. This is not real. And there was this <laughs> horrific thing involving uh, Skull the Troll from PvP. 
it. And that woke me up. You dreamt it? Yeah. They like, were shoving something in his mouth, and it caused him to like turn transparent and blow up like a balloon and explode. Were you recently reading P versus P comics? No. Just always on my mind. Really? <laughs> well, kind of. I mean, comic's been, I've been reading that comic for 20 years. No kidding. Does, does Scott Kurtz now? Yeah. Yes, it's the a... Scott Kurtz comic. But yeah, do you, have all, do you have all the hard copies? No. I don't like it that much. Not a real fan. No. Yeah. I think I know people that have uh, PvP tattoos, so you got to step up your game. It's just a really fucking weird dream, you know? 24 hours later, I can't remember any of the real details about it. That comic was odd when it was published through Image and it had the staples at the top. I like you know? that. A lot of people Yeah. Do. And uh, I think I think newspaper strips like that, at least style wise, I think that works the best. But they do not they do not stand up well if you don't bag and board them. Yeah, they sag real bad. I think that was the hard thing for comic shops to. Yeah, because if you just set, if you just set them up, they would just kind of slump over, and it was a problem. Do you remember he did like the Megaton three Megaton three? Uh... Oh, yeah. Amish. Yes, yeah. yeah, I do remember that. Of course, that's it's not the cool. worst format. The worst format was this comic called uh, uh, Clockmaker. Oh, yeah, a, a I had that. A big fold-out, four-fold, huge comic. It came out the same time Invincible 1 and Fire Breather yeah. came out. Yeah, it was goddamn now, ridiculous. <laughs> great idea, but, oh, my God, people who collect comics bulked. No, it wasn't even a good idea. It was a unique idea. <laughs> it was it was big like that Wednesday's Wednesday comics book because it's like uh-huh. well maybe it wasn't quite like that because it was four regular comics was one page in size yeah so I guess maybe maybe the Dragon McSweeney's pages were about the same yeah I don't know I'm just rambling now all I know no is, I think you're uh, right McSweeney's pages like f- yeah fold out to like a full size newspaper yeah. All I know is the Wednesday comics are like that too. I actually got the the collection, the trade, and it's like the size of one of those artist editions. It's huge. Anyway, yeah. Weird comic formats are cool, but goddamn, do they get a bad rap from collectors? Because generally, they're really easy to damage. What's funny is there's a crease now. (laughs) It's worthless. What's funny is that's kind of what's awesome about the medium is the ability to do weird shit like that. Because if you think about it, like if you're reading a comic on a tablet, you are fixed to the format of the tablet. Right. Like people people are always like, oh, with a, with a comic on a tablet, you can do anything. And it's you like with, within that triangle, I mean, within that rectangle. Uh, there's ways around that. You can do a, totally do a gatefold. Uh, you do know who you're talking to, Raven, right? Uh, you can do a gatefold on an iPad. Yeah. So you just rip the screen in half and there's like two screens? No, you scroll. Like, like, the, like, like, the, like the human eye would go across. Garbage! Garbage! Poor bastard. You know what? See, a double page spread is cool because you perceive both pages at once. But you, don't, the... but you don't really. You might not. I do. You have to look at it from across the room. Yeah, I, I set it up on a stand and I walk back ten feet. <laughs> the whole, it's a whole to do. Mm, I look it up and down. In a comic, and it's single play, like single pages, and then you flip, and it's a double page splash. Boom! Your viewing area doubled. Yeah, you can 
your eyes can move across. You'll never with that. You'll never have an iPad just suddenly be twice as big. Mm. However, never. You can't have motion in your paper. Uh, motion Don't comics it. suck. Don't <laughs> it. Motion comics aren't comics. It's the point of drawing. They're animatics. Yeah, they're not. They're not. They're not the future. No. Companies have failed trying to hitch their I, wagon to that shit. They I failed. The children are the future. I don't even believe in them. No. To hell with the children. <laughs> Tootsie rolls. <laughs> Delicious chocolate fruity. For energy. All right, we are really in the weeds now. <laughs> That's okay. I think it's time to wrap this up and take us home. I agree with Savage Dragon 242, the ant and the god. By the way, the original solicitation was ant exclamation point. But the copy in the issue says the ant and the god, which I like. I like that better at any rate. I feel like there's a better solicitation, no? What? The ant and the god? Is that all it is or you... Oh, no, there's more. Yeah. That's not the solicitation. That's the title. Yeah, oh, gotcha. The Ant and the God. Hannah Washington returns. Ant chases a master criminal to Toronto, where she recruits Malcolm Dragon to help her battle their common foe. But this new menace has a secret that could shatter both their lives. What? And this issue comes with our highest possible recommendation. So the new menace on the cover, it is Thor. Getting a butt that's to the face. No, Thor. that's not Thor. That is just some other winged, godlike, not Thor. I didn't finish my sentence. Oh, Oof. on, on you the shouldn't cover, have taken a breath then. On the cover, <gasps> it is Thor-esque type looking guy. <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. But instead, you said that's a Thor. <gasps> <laughs> For some reason, he reminds me of a really buff Asterix. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. Yeah. Or so DC's you... Warlord. Yes, I can see that too. Um, now comes a part where we baselessly speculate. Uh, we obviously have no idea what the hell the secret could be. Uh, but what secret could possibly Malcolm and Hannah Washington share that Their could. Their siblings. Oh, no. <laughs> something with Spawn? Something with gods? I don't expect Spawn to ever be mentioned in this book again. No, I don't. <laughs> You're right. Um, What secret could it be? Oh, maybe What's-His-Face is still alive. Who? The Spawn? Ancient One. The Ancient One. Maybe. Yeah, it could shatter both their lives, yeah. Pretty easy. Shatter yeah. it. <laughs> Why like that? Shatter it. <laughs> well, yeah, there you go. I got a, I got a question. Do you, bros, think that 2019 will be the long-awaited debut of Ant? No, no. I don't either, and I'll tell you why. Tell a little us. issue called 250. It's going to be a lot of work yeah. getting that prepped, I'm sure. I don't expect 250 to be a massive tome. You don't? No. I think it'll have a few backups, but I don't think it's going to be a 100-page monster. It's 250. He does 100-page monsters for, like, every 25 issues. Unless he's got some big reprint to toss in. 
I just don't no. think it'll. I think it'll be a double caps and tootsie. Double size. Yeah, every caps and tootsie <laughs> strip. Perfect. Yeah, that's two fifty though. I feel like that's major. I don't yeah, know, it's man. Huge, Eric, that's, that's... You, you, I've gotten the impression that Eric only does those on the on the on the on the uh, quote unquote important issues, just because that's what's done. I think he's. But two fifty is pretty important, wouldn't you say? Not as important as three hundred. I mean, you can do. Can't we do both? Honestly, it's so much work to get all that extra shit in there. It really depends on how Eric's up feeling. I feel like he he's enjoys feeling a spry doing young man. He Maybe he'll too. be blow it out, but uh, I think he does enjoy it, and I think the fans enjoy it. Well, sure, I always love a fat issue, but I like random fat issues like one fifteen and the fly <laughs> issue, or doesn't have to land on a twenty five or a fifty. I just feel like that is gonna happen. I'm not. I don't have no. I have no insider baseball. But I'm just saying, like, if I was a guy that was at my 250th issue, I'd want some variants. I'd want it to be. That'd be a good time to, to be... get, a, get a blank cover with the original. Another blank. We haven't had one in, it will have been 50 issues. Right, but we've not had a, a blank sketch cover with the original Savage Dragon logo. Previously, it was the. Uh, oh, yeah, good point. The uh, yep. college logo. The college yeah. logo. Yeah. The hated college logo. Was it hated? I, I don't think anybody had a strong opinion one way or the other. I loved it, but I remember people bitching left and right. Interesting. Yep, haters everywhere. I mean, a I C. didn't love it because C I didn't think it was like flashy enough, but uh, I didn't hater. hate it. Uh, you just got found, hater. <laughs> <laughs> you just doubted yourself as a hater. Okay. It's okay. I mean, it's fine if you hate. I love. I choose to love. <laughs> that's fine I hate uh, <laughs> that is a form of love so I'll allow it Um, but yeah man I think uh, 250 will derail Ant and here's what's ironic and weird if I'm not mistaken wasn't 225's oversized oversizedness didn't that kind of get the blame for derailing Ant the other time I don't, know. I don't remember that I don't remember him saying that I don't remember it either, but I kind of feel like I somebody can bring it up. I'm How sure. oversized was what was one twenty? I think you're trying to cause some drama here. <laughs> it was just a hundred pages. But what was it mostly made up of? Which uh, one? Two twenty five. Two twenty five. Had a lot of backups, uh, dude. Had a lot. I'm of trying backups. to remember. It's been so. Long. Uh, there was a Savage Dragon uh, reprint of a right. whole issue. It was, it was a re- it was a reprint of the, uh, the Paul Dragon. Dragon. Oh, the Paul stuff. Dragon. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep, Paul Dragon was the big. See, that's the, the huge thing. thing. Usually these fat and issues... Frank Fosco's thing. Yep, Frank had a full size. I had seven pages. That's right, little. That wasn't dude nothing. Name Raven well, what Perez. What I'm saying, what I'm saying is they're usually, the world they're usually big and fat like that when he's got a big reprint to take up a chunk of it. On top of backups and whatnot. We've not seen the uh, solicitation for two fifty yet. So he, he he got ten pages from Fosco. Mm-hmm. He got the graphic fantasy reprint. He got those little Flash Mercury pages. Right. Yep. And that was about it. And then what? So I guess was it two hundred where uh had the Freak Force? Yeah. Hold on, I'm actually looking at these right now, I'm trying to remember. 
Like, what good... Actually, if you just look at the fucking... I, 200 had Glum and Angel by Chris mm-hmm. Burnham. Right. Malcolm Plays Football by uh, Travis Sengos. Oh, yeah. Legendary. Love that. SOS was Nikos. Oh, yeah. Yep. That was a good one, too. Well, see, uh, see, in my opinion, 200 is a more important issue than 225 or 250. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying they're both kind of cool. But issue 50 of Savage Dragon was way cooler than issue 25. Mm, yeah. I don't think he did anything for 25. Uh, it was double-sized. He did. did? It, there was back a bunch of backup stories. Okay. I'm saying uh, what month that would hit at the end of the I'm year. I'm just saying I think one of these days, one of these quote-unquote important issues is just going to be a regular issue. It won't. Okay. It and, won't and, hurt my feelings. And that if will he does be. That. And that will be what makes it special. Mm. <laughs> so you're going with that route. It's <laughs> funny. You know what's funny is that you can actually make a normal sized issue. I mean, it happens all the time with Savage Dragon. Like you can make a normal sized issue crazy important. Like yeah. just something story wise just needs to happen that blows your fucking brains out, dude. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I'm done. Say, you know what's crazy? That 150 was so long ago. I know, man. Because I mean, that was like Overlord ago. on the cover. Oh yeah, that was that. That <laughs> was the Death of Dragon, right? Yeah, it doesn't seem that long ago. That's when uh, Overlord uh, blasted Virus to Ash, right? Yeah, I think yeah. so. But it doesn't seem that long ago. What the f- the heck, Craig? You know what's crazier is that like. Fucking! I was talking about like, oh, two fifty's almost here, and Zach's like two hundreds when I jumped on, and I feel like Zach's been reading the book for years. One like, fifty was an important issue. I mean, that was like when Kerr was basically introduced, because that was that. What, that's what kicked off the whole thing with Kerr. Is that is that virus ate Dragon's brain? Mm-hmm. Virus became Dragon. O- Overlord Flash Mercury destroyed Virus dragon and then malcolm and angel injected dragon's blood back into dragon's brainless body and that became kerr right the virus time is such a weird time for me for savage dragon it is i have a hard time with the virus time i like a lot of the stories that came out like the kerr story and stuff oh i love it but i I have a hard time with virus He was so weird. That's what I love is he was just so fucking weird at that time. Like where it was like all those people he absorbed were like their word balloons. Like, hey, what's up? Let's go eat pizza or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. Just random weird thoughts. He was creepy. It was just such a weird, creepy, like, yeah, it's good. I like it. I, I think that was like really. Well, what's you really know what weird it was? Is he, he, he was the guy who killed Dragon. Because everyone after was a was basically a copy. Yeah, that's it only what, that's lasted like I want to say only lasted like two years or a year and a half, but it seems like it lasted way longer. Well, what was funny is like to me that was no different than like oh I'm William Johnson or oh I'm you know like all these different things like Dragon went through those weird periods. Yeah, so that was, for that me, was magic. Like, that's different. <laughs> I'm just saying that Venom just the Venom Dragon just felt like another uh another weird phase in his weird life. Yeah. Well Craig, you say it was just a few years. I mean those years were 
that was Dragon War. That was Emperor Dragon. Yeah, yeah it was a lot of good issues, but I'm still like, and that just... led directly into the Malcolm era, which really yeah. kicked off after after Kerr. Because mm-hmm. it was just. Got I was so thrown off because it was like, all right, it was this big like PR kickoff where Dragon was, was back to being a cop ever. <laughs> and then it's like, what? He's back in blue. Blow up the police station. Is he? Kill or is Dragon he not the next alive? issue. Yeah, back in blue, not <laughs> like super fake out. Yeah, it's, it's good, man. I love those years. Like those are those were some fucking wacky years. Kerr, all that Kerr stuff was great, dude. He killed the fucking planet. So good. He ate fucking Malcolm's brain. <laughs> so good. And you think about it, like that stuff was responsible for Old Man Dragon being shelved pretty much the rest of his life. Yep. He went to prison because well, of that he stuff. Went to, he went to space. Then well, yeah, prison. it brought the, the Krylons back. Yeah. I'm telling you, so much crazy shit came out of that. Well, let's hope that 250 does for Dra- or does for Malcolm what it did for Dragon. I'm excited. I'm telling you, dudes, I'm hyped. I think 2019, you know, always Savage Dragon's good. Otherwise, we wouldn't still be reading it. But I think 2019, there's some wacky shit ahead. Dude, you think 250 is only like nine months away. I know. I'm so excited. <laughs> Can't wait. It's good. That means like what? September if the book ships like nonstop. Like mm-hmm. it's it, it before like we won't even. It's funny to think of it that way as like we'll hit that landmark issue in September and we'll still technically have like what? Like four, three more months to go. Like three more issues past that. Exciting. And again, Jim, like you said, it doesn't have to be big. Like, even if it's small, it's fine. But it'd be cool if it was. It's not the size of the issue. It's the motion and the... <laughs> what? Issue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'm with you. Yeah. It's mm, good. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So should, that wraps up this, wrap this up. latest... <laughs> episode of the Savage Fincast. Thanks for listening, everyone. We, of course, can contact us at savagefincast at gmail.com. Uh, comment. Any comments or suggestions or... Interesting you know, conversation. Interesting conversation topics. Just throw them our way. We'll consider them. We're always... iTunes, iTunes reviews would be uh, very helpful and yeah, nice we're, of we're you. We're looking to grow the show this year. We've got some concerns about our, 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 our dipping listenership. Uh, so we want to kind of we're not in danger of going anywhere. We're going to keep at this, even if only like our moms listen. But uh, we're looking. To well, play, of we're looking. To, we're looking to find ways to promote the show this year. Is all. Try to of course, it. it's all to help Savage Dragon anyway. So yeah. get it out there. Like if you're enthusiastic about um, Savage Dragon, I mean, we've been lucky enough. I've had a few people tell us that we've gotten them back in the saddle. That they felt they fell off the book and they got back on because they started listening with us, and so yeah, if you have anybody like a lapsed Savage Dragon fan or somebody that you just think would benefit from just hearing some people be enthusiastic about this title, because Savage Dragon is a book with a lot of misconceptions around it. Mm-hmm. Like it's a book. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> and uh, yeah, You're still just, publishing that. 
Yeah, that's the other one. <laughs> why does this? Why does Dragon not look like he used to look? That is the <laughs> dude. I got that like very recently. He looks like a black guy. Well, Dragon really, his look sure has changed. I was like, well, it's because that's his fucking son, bro. <laughs> Oh, I said that. Yeah, that guy died a long time ago. His son's kind of been the lead for a while. Cool. Yeah, but if you got anybody that you think would like just benefit from plugging into that excitement, because enthusiasm is contagious. And this is a kick ass book. And man, we just want people to read it. That's all we want. Here, here. Read it. Yeah. Read it. Read Savage Dragon. Stop. Yeah, man. So thank you for listening. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Raven. Thanks, guys. Awesome. 2019. Feeling good already. That. Please don't <laughs> let that be the end. The end. <laughs> please don't. It's over. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, dude. <laughs> <laughs>